0: Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits Coming at you from the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California What, where? Woo. Who? Sunny, Why? It yeah, was <laughs> it was Somebody drizzle knock
1: my- some coffee
0: yeah. That's so, an auction. Anyways, uh, full house tonight. <laughs> no, it isn't. Pretty close to full house. Nine people, eight people in here?
2: Yeah, maybe. It smells
0: like a full house. I can't <laughs> It is just it, it, aromatic lip. in here. I'm, uh, I'm it's full, it's full of uh, potato salad and uh, mac and cheese. I'm just really nice And you're sitting nice in your own here.
3: little cloud
0: I'm in a insulin coma.
3: Who's Who's
0: in the house tonight? In the house tonight, we've got Isaac. Hey. Mr. Johnny Knowles himself. Heyo.
4: Hello. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hold on Fuck. a second, man. Henry. Fucked it up,
4: Henry. <laughs> you took a second. <laughs> Bagel.
0: Hi, how's it going? All right, Liza. Hola,
5: como esta?
0: <laughs> oh,
3: todo bien.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all all is good. Uh, Miss Emma. Uh, been down so long. Oh, here it is. Oh, getting
3: up <laughs> didn't cross my mind. I knew there was a better way of life that I was just trying to find. Oh, boy. You don't know what you'll do until you're put under pressure, but 110th Street is a hell of a tester.
0: That's a great song. Mm, she across a <laughs> hundred and ten like, streets, yeah. Bobby Womack. That's right. Oh, that's like
3: Pimp's, she actually Pimp's she actually Pimp's paid some private eyes right that's there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's right. Meanwhile, hello, darlings.
0: We got Daniel. Hey, what's up? All right, Bex. Aloha. And the at uh, last but not least,
4: the Jim himself. <laughs> Weebian. The naked <laughs> one. We the, one. We <laughs> the naked one. What makes him the not least? I don't know.
0: He's done some cool shit. I like how Henry's skeptical. <laughs> how much time you got?
4: <laughs> how much time
0: so you that's, got? So that's, that's, uh all right, guys, have a good night. Take it easy. All right. Okay, hey, bye. Cool. Right.
5: I'd say, cool. no, cool. cool. That, you, like, pulled that one off with aces, because I just threw that at you.
0: I got you that. You did a good uh, job. You're
5: getting better. It's only taken don't, four don't years. Don't say that. You're I, getting better. Never,
0: I, you got to do a half-assed job so they'll never, they'll never ask you ever again. That's the uh. secret. Okay. Don't be good at things yeah. you don't want to do. Okay. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Being reliable is a curse.
5: All right. Well, I know that if I let it go too long, this is just gonna—I'm gonna lose control completely. <laughs> um, so I just, yeah, wanted to say we got a lot of stuff to cover. There was a lot of oil lost this weekend. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. of it is quantities. still in
1: my in my lot. Uh, it's yep. how it's how we moisturize our cuticles here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some there, of it's uh, going into, into the Pacific Ocean via storm drain. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
6: No, that is not true at
0: that's all. A, that's, Gasoline that's, is
1: the face peel, darlings. Yeah.
6: That's a capital offense <laughs> Jeez, in California. It is. <laughs> we,
5: we had a motorcycle um, death this weekend that we will discuss. <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Ah, bah, bah, so sad. Bah, bah. Um. my <laughs> God. Oh, some, some things have been sold. I've been making some more room in the shop. Changes are happening. Things are getting done. Other people have made some progress. Right, Johnny? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
7: Definitely. Yeah.
5: So uh, lots to talk about. But uh-huh. first, I want to um, get to our guest because I'm really excited about this. So you guys, uh, last week on the show, I mentioned this film project called um, "The Last Motorcycle on Earth," and how they're they're making this this it's like a movie, um, or I think it's going to be a series that is about the future. When the autonomous vehicles are taking over. And this is something that people are starting to talk about. I'll admit, I know it came up in the give a shift. They were talking about autonomous cars and how that's going to affect motorcycles. And I kind of shrugged it off because, like, my dad has an autonomous car and I, I'm like, it's cool, right? But um, some people are starting to think, like, no, this could really be. A big deal so we mentioned this film and uh, i thought it was so well done the trailer i saw i went and donated some money so um i wanted to bring on the creator of this show um and if this if all is working he's there eric risto are you there
8: hey how's it going
5: hey hey so, welcome um thanks so you, for having me and so yeah so you created this this thing and mm. it's set in the how far in the future
8: Well, we don't really say it's near near future because it's uh, impossible for us to afford to do a sci-fi 20 years down the road kind of thing. So we're doing something that looks pretty much like now, but isn't now. So maybe three, four, five, six years away.
2: All right.
5: So, so give us the quick rundown what this is about.
8: The basic story is that in this world of the near future, um, the government has decided to accelerate transition from human-driven, petroleum-powered vehicles to autonomous, mostly electric vehicles. And uh, they're going to make major incentives for people to give up their cars. They're going to buy them back at market rates. They're going to, you know, make sure that, that the new autonomous world is really comfortable, really easy, and there's a lot of safety sort of promotion. This is going to be safer for everybody. This is going to be more convenient. This is going to be cheaper for the average person. They're all going to be kind of Uber style. You press a button and the car's there. But motorcycles are really the first to go. They see motorcycling as um, something that is a, a, an actual engineering problem, that these small vehicles and the way they travel and lane splitting in places like California, they truly, in our present day world, really are at are an engineering challenge for, mm. for self driving cars. So, motorcycles are essentially the low hanging fruit as they seek to ban personal transportation or discourage personal transportation. And our story is about a couple people who have dedicated their lives to building bikes, to you know being um, full on motorcyclists. And what are they going to do? How are they going to deal with this? on everything that's important
0: to them so the cultural philosophical bent on this is like uh, is almost kind of like technophobia or the, the 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 phasing out of certain technologies or ideas cultural artifacts or is that something that you of had in mind or
8: yeah you know it, it there's so many elements to it but you know what happened to the people that made really beautiful handcrafted carriages in like 1910 mm. right you know in 1910 you know, between 1907 and 1912, you know, 90% of the people went to automobiles. Right. And um, what happened to those guys that made these gorgeous carriages? It happened super quick. There's this tipping point. And so we just like to think about a world that we can set up that mm. is kind of, every motorcycle is worst nightmare, people when it comes to, you know, driving your own vehicle, whatever it is, um, and and having that freedom suddenly it were presented to you that the powers the be said that just isn't going to happen anymore. What do you do? And most of the people I know would, you know, peacefully protest. They would figure out ways to try to change those laws or change those court decisions or, you know, get things reevaluated. And then there's the small percentage that's going to go out and do crazy stuff. And we address that too. So it, it gives us a, a basis for a dramatic story that also really deals with what I think are going to be real-world issues. And as Congress continues to pass laws that relate to self-driving cars, you know, 100,000 now per state will be allowed. Mm. I think there's not a lot of discussion going on as far as how this is going to fit into the current, you know, petroleum-powered culture that we all really love in so many ways.
5: And so you wrote this, this story?
8: Yep, I wrote this, you know, we have 10 episodes written, we're going to try to do three and see how it goes. Um, I wrote the initial uh, outline in the first couple episodes, and then I have two other people helping me write it, including one guy who's a lifelong bike builder and a guy that knows way more about sort of motorcycling life and culture than I do. And... um, you know, that's been great to have some help and some other perspectives, female perspective. My wife is actually co-writing those and, um, you know, just trying to make it make it real and make it, you know, human reactions to a, a pretty wild set of circumstances.
9: So I'm kind of curious, you build the story around some characters. So how did you come up with these characters? Is it someone you had in mind or like a collection of people? How did you decide what your characters were going to be like to tell this?
8: Well, you know, over the years, I've I've met a few people who are totally committed to, to the life of, of, of building bikes, you know, that kind of artistic element, the business side of it, the, you know, sort of social side of it. And, and there's a guy here in, in Missoula, Montana who has been a motorcycle since he was 10 years old and, um, you know, owns dozens and dozens of incredible motorcycles that all run, He rides them all. They're not museum pieces. And, you know as i got to know him you know my mind went to him as i thought about all right what would the people that i know do in this circumstance where motorcycles are going to be banned 12 months from now what, what how would that affect his life
5: all right so i yeah. know i know that this is something that I've heard a few people start talking about this possible future scenario where bikes are banned. I haven't put that much thought into it. Obviously you did. And you live in Montana. I'm putting the pieces together. Are you a prepper? <laughs>
8: <laughs> people, no, not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I live in this little blue island in the middle of a sea of red up here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's funny, there there are some parallels that people have drawn to this story that I never anticipated. Like, oh, well, this is just a metaphor for a banning assault rifles. No. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> no, it's, in
9: Montana. Um, <laughs> does
8: not subterfuge in any way. I mean, yeah. uh, as technology changes, there's going to be things that, that end up on a chopping block that nobody, nobody wants, nobody maybe even expects. And so we're just trying to look at how technology, you know, affects our lives in in unexpected ways.
9: Go ahead, Jim. Well, I was going to say you're seeing it now. I mean, you're looking at Asia, and they're starting to ban motorcycles and, and putting dates out in the future where you're seeing gasoline-powered, you know, two-wheeled vehicles going away. So it's starting to happen around the world now.
8: Oh, it is. You're absolutely right. I mean, Norway and Britain have said after 2040, no more petroleum-powered cars.
9: Yeah, they're and banning vehicles.
8: Period. They're and banning China in. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead.
6: No, th- I mean it's a little different. They're banning like tiny millions of tiny scooters for smog purposes because people are dying of asthma. That's not uh, our it,
8: problem. It, it, yeah, I mean Indonesia, Malaysia, China. I mean they're ban- they're banning uh, you know motorcycles in their in their uh, cosmopolitan areas because you know traffic and smog and all kinds of stuff. But you know there are some pretty interesting things. A guy, a film I did years ago, um, got me in touch with a guy in Singapore. And he said, you've got to come to Singapore to do a documentary about the custom bike culture in Singapore, Mm, because custom bikes of any kind are illegal. You cannot Mm, modify a a motorcycle from factory or you go to jail for like years.
5: Oh, shit! We are all criminals
2: here.
8: (laughs) (laughs) So, So I tried and tried and tried to get a hold of these guys. And they're like, you know what? We can't we can't do a film. It's. We, because we have families. But they they customize their bikes, and in order to ride them, they put them in trailers and go to the only rural corner of Singapore and ride them in the middle of the night. Wow. And wow. that really inspired me to think, all right, you know, people, there's a certain percentage of people who are motorcyclists who would... Pretty much do anything to be able to continue to ride, and I wanna I wanna make a movie about that.
5: So I got a couple questions for you. First is, so what model motorcycle is the last motorcycle on Earth?
8: <laughs> mm. Well, it's it's a little bit of a sort of poetic license kind of title. Um, it's mm. from a line in the film, and there's a subplot in the movie that is a our main character has been looking for a bike, which is a 1928 Excelsior Super X. <laughs> oh, nice. Mm-hmm. nice. That his grandfather owned from brand new. And he has this eight millimeter film footage of himself as a kid, like 10 years old, learning how to ride on this bike, which was a handful of a motorcycle. <sighs> My yeah. goodness. And and he, this bike disappeared his grandfather lost it. Someone stole it. Some we don't really know what happened. By the time he was, you know, maybe sixteen or seventeen, so he's been looking for this bike. This is holy grail motorcycle. He's been looking for this bike for all these years, and here we are in the last year that motorcycles are going to be legal, and he's still trying to find it. and And he gets a he gets a tip. He gets a hint. And this, this is a subplot that this bike starts to maybe show up. Mm. Right around the time it's going to be illegal to ride it and illegal yeah. to own it, and so it's 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 based on my grandfather's 1938 Indian Chief that he <coughs> Ooh, bought brand nice. new. And I've always thought, wouldn't it be great to find that bike? And
2: well,
5: chances
8: are, it ain't going to happen.
5: I'm but. very I'm very relieved because if the last bike on earth was a Rebel 250, I don't think the story would <laughs> have as much weight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
8: philosophically you know it's like what is if you had to choose one bike what would it be and why and I love to ask people that 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 question yeah you know because part of our plot is things start to change maybe because they're gonna let people own one bike and ride it a few days a month and, right. and okay all right what bikes are you gonna sell what bikes are you gonna keep so there's some interesting questions that we try to ask
10: uh, I know I know what would be the last bike on earth it would be a Honda you know why <laughs> Why is that? Because it's a Honda. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is, is this your first uh, sci-fi themed movie or, or uh, video, or have you done sci-fi before?
8: Oh, well, I appreciate you calling sci-fi, because that sounds pretty cool. But yeah. I it's hard to think of it as sci-fi, because we don't okay. really have a budget. But, right. You know, <sighs> we we you know i uh, I've done another narrative feature film, and mm. that was with my brother, it's called the best bar in America and it was about a guy on a nineteen sixty slash two b m w with a sidecar riding all around the country writing a guidebook to every bar in the western United states okay. and that was the that plot. sounds fun it was fun um and then we did a couple of documentaries, one about both of them actually about people who take their dog in their sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> that was called sit, stay, ride. Number one and number two.
4: Oh, is that so nice?
8: Everything that uh, you know that I'm interested in doing on a personal filmmaking basis tends to have to do with motorcycles, and you know, then we do TV commercials and stuff like that to pay for it all. But um, you know, we haven't done anything that was forward-looking like this. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. It's really fun to do because there's sort of fewer fewer limitations. And,
5: and what what is in your garage?
8: Well, it's a pretty sad state of affairs right because my uh 1974/6 BMW was too much of a handful of a <laughs> wiring harness problems. Tell them, so so tell them what what yeah.
3: you call it. Oh, BM trouble you, darling. <laughs>
8: oh, yeah, no. So a guy put a Vetter fairing on the front of this thing and he chopped all the wires in the headlight and oh. put them all together with black tape. Oh. And I'm oh, not boy. an electrical guy. So I, I worked on it for quite a long time and we actually had a sidecar for it. It was pretty fun. But So I sold that bike to a local millionaire and I made this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. That's the budget. If you know what that bike is worth and it wasn't in great shape, that's the budget so far wow hey
1: have you heard of the uh night of the living Dead no
8: well the movie yes <laughs> yeah Is that and, what you're talking about
1: and and their budget was a shoestring and and here we are what 30 40 years later but I'd like to point yeah. out if you look at his trailer and see the production level
5: that they're doing it's amazing which takes us to the next step where can someone go see your trailer hmm
8: well, since you brought it around to that, we are trying to raise some money, and yes. the money really is truly not going Aren't to help us all? finish the film. We can do that because we have a little production company, we have the cameras, and most mm. of this are shot basically by me,
2: Yeah,
8: recorded, lit, et cetera, by me. And um, But there are some visual effects in this film. There's. We want the music to be great, we want the sound to be great. So we're trying to raise money on Indiegogo to basically take these first three hours of the series and make them great and put them out and see if people like it. And if they do, we'll keep going because we have 10 episodes written. So if you go to lastmotorcycle.com, that'll ping you over to the Indiegogo campaign. There's a trailer and there's a little pitch from us and that kind of thing. But, you know, we're there's a Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash um, Last Motorcycle, and there's a few more clips on there, but, um, you know, we have the first hour done, we have the second and third hours about 25% done, they're sort of seasonal, we're shooting in the spring and waiting for the snow to go away here, mm-hmm. and just trying to trying to move forward, but, you know, without visual effects and music money, it's going to be hard to make it as good as it can be, yeah, and, um, yeah. I appreciate the comments about the quality, though, because we're shooting in 4K, HDR, like widescreen, trying to really make it look great, and it, so far that's happening, which is cool.
0: Right on. Sweet. So I got a question for you. This is, uh, what's, who are your top three favorite directors?
8: Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I really like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Um, like, really early, really early, yeah. kind of grungy stuff, and, you know... I mean, pretty much all of his movies. But early on, it's fun to see what they did with like no money. Yeah, I'm a big no money guy. So Robert Rodriguez, El Mariachi, yeah, kind of seven grand in ten days kind of thing. And um, you know, if I say Spielberg, you'll go ha ha ha. But his earliest movies were done that way. There's a movie called Duel. Yeah, Duel.
3: Yeah, Duel is a great movie. Yeah, no
8: budget. I love Duel. Same, you know, low budget, let's see what we can do for as minimal a money as we can. Oh, yeah. And so was, those, was those Dark... guys come to mind when it comes to low budget. Yeah. Awesome. Was
0: was that Kubrick movie, Dark Star? Is that your one you're talking about?
8: Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about um, the movie where he did, it was like Five Soldiers in the Woods, and it was supposed to be right after D-Day in Europe. And these guys
2: uh, are lost.
8: Uh, I'm trying to remember the title right now, but he did it you know, like basically in the woods with a camera guy and a sound guy. Hmm. Um, hmm. The, na- the name is, esca- is escaping me right
5: now. Well, while you're thinking of that, I want you to answer this question. So when you go to this campaign on Indiegogo, there's all sorts of rewards. And I mean, you can donate any smallest amount to contribute. Uh-huh. But some of the larger amounts have some really great perks. And I want to share that some of these that stuck out. <laughs> so for $500 you can get your voice in the film.
8: Wow, that's pretty cool.
5: This is what I like. So the lead character, he has a a radio show, or is it a podcast?
8: Yeah, so when I was got into, I I got into a radio station when I was 14 at this little AM station in the middle of nowhere, and they had, every day at noon, they had Swap Talk, which was like the (laughs) on-air Craigslist in the late 80s. (laughs) And I decided to envision a a long-time motorcycle radio show, like AM Radio, shortwave radio, whatever you want to say, and have it be swap talk, but it's bike parts. And it's, yeah. it's obscure stuff. And this guy broadcasts out of his barn uh, and basically, you know, talks to people. He ends up being this kind of accidental, you know, hub for discussing how crappy this motorcycle ban is. And he ends up kind of having this talk show instead of people talking, you know, selling an, you know, Indian Chief Fender or something. So we built this studio in the top of this barn on our lead actor's property. And, um, you know, all around him are old bikes and old memorabilia. It's very, very, very cool. And, um, you know, it's kind of an older-fashioned version of what you guys are doing, I think.
5: I, I think that's really cool. So if somebody wants to get that reward of f- you know, for giving $500, you'll get them be one of the guests on the radio show.
8: Yeah, and- we're going to interview them. But all throughout the series, there are these segments where he's on the air and he's talking to people. And... I don't you know, know, you'll get to be interviewed. We'll talk to you about what you think about, you know, self driving cars and your history with bikes, and we'll edit it down and make it a cool little scene.
5: We might need a Motorcycles and Misfits plug in that. That could be cool. <laughs> <There you laughs> um, for $1,000, you guys, you can be a featured extra.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
5: <Wow>. <laughs> this is your chance. This is your shot in Hollywood, people.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
5: I like this one for $2,500. Miss Emma? Yes. Start saving your money now because. You get to have a speaking role in the movie.
3: Oh, God, I'm a shoe in darling. I know. (laughs) Uh,
8: You know, those are great uh, because I put them out there thinking, all right, what can we offer that seems to be worth, you know? a big chunk of money like that and I sort of just made those up and people are going for it. I think one I guy did 2500 bucks, <laughs> and two people did $1,000. i am like, what? <laughs> I seriously thought those would not be, uh, those would not be, you know, grab anybody. But featured extra, you know, you'll ride up on your bike and look totally cool and you know we'll we'll get the production assistants to bring you coffee and, you're gonna have so much fun. I'm sold. and if you actually say a, a line well we, you can rehearse with us the night before at our local brew pub make sure you get your line
9: you know. can uh can and knock then, do a stoppy and say a line at the same time because i think not for a grand uh, knock will do yeah, that Yeah,
5: his line will be ouch <laughs> Um, and and I want to say because right now it's uh, it's like April fifteenth. This um, campaign on Indiegogo is just going for about another month, right?
8: Yeah, it's kind of interesting how they're vague about it. Mm. I think it ends on May sixteenth. Right. Um, it's been saying a month since we started, but it was a oh, okay. Campaign. So yeah, I've got about a month left, and it's going kind of slow. I mean, the first day was gangbusters. I mean, it's ridiculous, yeah. but it was probably my mom and dad and other, you know, other friends, but it's been taken along and, you know, we're, we're going to proceed regardless, but we, you know, we appreciate any support that we get and we have some cool stuff to, you know, to hand your way in, in return for a, a contribution. And, you know, we really do hope to have a, you know, a motorcycle centric group of, of contributors so we can draw on those people to, you know, yeah. send rough cuts to and say, hey, does this make sense to you or do you like this? You know, and try to be like the test audience for, for what we put out instead of just assuming it's going to be understandable and cool. And right. that turned out, you know, we're stuck in the editing room too long and it turns out not to be the case. So we appreciate anybody who wants to get involved on any level. And- well.
0: So, yeah, so if you celebrities that listen to this podcast who are into <laughs> motorcycles and you want to be on a in a movie you know yeah, baby. There, you go. <laughs> there you go
5: awesome well and i this is your last chance i want to thank you for for calling in is there any other plugs or, or links you want to put in right now
8: i mean besides the lastmotorcycle.com. you know i think that's it and i just appreciate you guys so much because you know you, you, you guys have been doing the podcast for quite a while as far as i can tell and it's super entertaining, and it's just awesome you guys get together and do this for, for the community, and just make, you know, it's you're bringing people together, whether it feels like it or not. and oh. You know, with your headphones and your microphone, it, it, podcasts really bring people together, I believe that, and um, I appreciate you guys so much. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man.
2: Yeah.
5: So, yeah, just I want to remind everyone, go to lastmotorcycle.com, and be a part of it. I, I mean, all of us bikers, we all watch the, the same movies, and like... I remember when, like, when... Nobody why... watches
0: Torque, though.
2: I know, I know.
0: <laughs> Everybody that's, watches but, Torque. But
5: when up, the, the motorcycle-centric <laughs> movies come out, we all go apeshit over it, because there's not enough. We can't get enough. So that's why it's so great to be a part of this as it's being developed, and, and anyone can have that opportunity right now.
8: Yeah. Well, I wish I wish I were uh, able to ride regularly where you guys are because I was in I was in the Monterey area for quite a while, mm, and that's right. I missed oh. the weather, man. I mean, M- M- Missoula. I'm a look. I'm looking oh. outside right now. It's like <coughs> two feet of snow in the mountains. Oh, oh. Yeah. hey, ah. April, it's a drag. Hey,
5: hey not guess where Eric is from?
0: Pacific Grove.
5: Uh, that's right.
0: Hey, Knott. That's right. And
5: so is Knox. Nice. Uh-huh. There you go. Very Wait, cool. what high school did
8: uh, you go to, Knox?
0: Pacific Grove High School. Eric, there's the only not one right high school. On. Yeah, Start class of '97.
8: <laughs> yeah. Well. You know, as they say about Pacific Row it's for the newly wed and the nearly dead. Um, <laughs> it's exactly it. what it is. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Weather's nice, trees are cool. You yeah. said class of '97. I, 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 my brain went born in '97. I was like bullshit. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: hey, hey, the, the
8: secret is goat placenta. <laughs> oh, hey, hey Eric.
1: Have yep. Have you studied your rubber yet?
8: You know what? I'm waiting to get a, a euro with the second wheel drive because oh, I, I know yeah. people. I got the got the gun, got the screws. and can do it. <laughs> but yeah. I can't quite bring myself to do it on something that's not a sidecar. You know, yeah. like the studded,
6: yeah, totally. like the studded for her pleasure sort of stuff.
8: You know? No, yes. Isaac. Yeah.
5: Isaac. Yeah.
6: <laughs> rider, I heard those don't work so good. <laughs>
5: Rough Rider for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, thank you so much for calling in, and please stay in touch with us. Give us updates. We definitely want to um, you know keep up with you and. Then when this is coming closer to airing, which when is that going to be?
8: The goal is release of all three episodes in December. If mm. you contribute there to the go. project, you're probably going to see episode one like in June. so awesome. that's sweet. The, that's the skinny.
5: Ooh, that's even more bonus. I know. So yeah, um, I think when we get closer to the release, then maybe we'll have you on and uh, get some more information.
8: That'd be great. Thanks awesome. again I really, really appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on and. Keep rocking, rocking in the free world here.
5: Alright, thanks a lot, yeah. Eric. Good talking hey, to you. Good luck. Thanks. thanks. Alright, bye. Alright, that was awesome.
8: That was chill. Yeah.
0: yeah.
5: Now, cool. now we can get into the now? blood and guts of <coughs> motorcycling. Oh,
1: there was a lot of guts on the road. <laughs> wow. I heard, like I heard it was a, a crazy
0: day today, man. Is this true?
1: I think this oh, is a man. lot just, going on. Oh, uh, so much going My on. Goodness. All right.
5: So now we, let's start playing some catch-up. Um, uh, oh, Mm, i think all of you but jim miss we had a great time yesterday we went over to santa cruz vintage motorcycles again oh bagel got to come oh yes uh stan <laughs> and barry came yep. and uh sean who you know who does all the um moped conversions and stuff he um he rode his little 125 chopper thingy.
9: That was a little Honda 125 thumper yeah. he had. Was that yeah. a homemade frame?
5: Uh, I'm not oh. sure what the it
9: was. whole thing looked kind of homemade. It was dope though he yeah. rode it. Uh,
5: yeah, so great. we went over there and we got to just ask him even more questions. It was really cool. Was there
0: like just S- like five of us? Six or seven? six. That's uh, a, six sounds right. That's a formidable it, number. It,
5: but it started with sausage. Any good yep. day starts. Oh, <laughs> yep.
0: Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice.
5: But you know, um, we're, I, I think I'm going to continue making trips over there because every time I go, I just discover more and more things. One of my favorite things, though, so he has uh, he's adopted a new bike. A it's a Henderson. Is that yes. the one he's
9: running in the uh, Cannibal?
5: Yeah. That, that was an that Indian, means, I thought. Indian. Oh, yes, an 20, Indian 4. 28. Like 28, and yeah. you guys, uh, this bike was so cool. Yeah. All right, so he started it up for us. And you've seen these Indian inline 4s, you know, front to back. And on the exhaust tailpipes, there's a lever about where your foot peg is, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And when he's running it with the... The pipe opens, is, and then he hits a lever and goes, it is a horse flap. Yep. It's a horse flap.
9: It's the horse whisperer. What does that do? <laughs> when you go by a horse.
5: Because when these bikes were built, there were still a lot of people out on like horse and carriage and stuff and on horseback. When you're passing a horse, they you hit this out. lever and it diverts it down the length of the muffler.
7: Yep So it's like an exhaust cutout
5: It's in a Well Except in other words Actually, In reverse Because yeah. Yeah. normally you're running it Just from the header And then when you run past a horse You hit, the, kick this lever with your foot And it runs it down Through the tailpipe It like tailpipes the hole
9: That's and awesome.
1: continues <laughs> down the muffler huh. So that you have a science It was, was really action.
9: cool But I mean you have to understand yeah. He also has You know these old headlamps And some of them are literally carbite. I mean these are the carbite <laughs> yeah, light lamps You yeah. put yeah. on this oh, stuff Oh yeah <laughs> But not just so, one But he would have like six of them
0: You're basically riding around With a really bright Molotov cocktail it's pretty awesome
5: don't um, crash we're yeah. still trying to get him in here to do a recording because um, there's just it's there's so much there it was it's and, amazing and a, it
9: was fun an amazing w- guy too. it was fun to watch Stan there because Stan uh, both those guys kind of got out of high school at the end of Vietnam and uh, it was like they almost got into the draft but there was this quick period where you didn't get drafted and you didn't have to register for the draft nice but Stan was telling stories when he was at Cal Poly he worked you know know to get himself through school as like teacher's assistant in like fabrication mm. so he was looking at all these old mills and lathes that were and you could see the stamp plate was from like 1949 1953 That's awesome. and stan recognized all this shit and he was like a kid in the candy store the entire time yeah these old tools making old bike parts
5: oh and we started really getting into his tools and now any good mechanic has some homemade tools. Oh yeah, and Indeed. we found a really cool one there. Um, it was a a, a file Originally. that had been cut down, so you have the handle, the wooden handle, and you only have about two inches of the file left. Okay, mm. and then there is a angular slot cut into the tip of it, and it is a spoke wrench
0: a homemade spoke wrench it's a
5: homemade spoke wrench you just just,
0: just didn't buy one like no because
5: because most spoke wrenches are just a little tiny thing you don't get a lot of leverage on it And and this one has this nice handle and you can really pull it around and and get it tuned, yeah. Trust me. He showed and he showed okay. the earlier version of the spoke wrench. Like, yeah. I love when you see a mechanic that's gone through, like they're they're making a better version of a tool.
0: Yeah. Um, Anybody who's worked with machines or machine tools end up making their own tools. Anybody who works with any kind of machinery, he set, set up. But I, yeah,
9: I and I think there's something about the period stuff too. I was looking on his workbench. He has like an island workbench with you know welding stuff and a yeah. And it's it's like he's Rad. always working on it. Right. Oh yeah. Nope. Like he was sweating nope. some stuff when I showed up, but um. Um, I looked on the oil, and there was some penetrating oil he had. And it looked like it was from, like, the 50s, maybe. An old metal can. (laughs) Yeah. It was, like, painted. Like, it was starting to flake off and shit. And it started talking about penetrating oil, this, that, and the other thing. And I thought it was fascinating. He's still using this old penetrating oil. From I mean this shit was ancient, but he's still using it. It's on his bench. On yeah. these
3: old bikes, yeah. <laughs> I I've, I've got some in in my toolbox. I've got some stuff called copper slip, and copper slip is basically <laughs> copper flakes in benton. You put it on spark plug threads, and it stops them seizing. Oh. And they haven't made this stuff in like twenty. 20- five years you can you can probably get it overseas still just Mm. old school anti-seize essentially but of course it's aluminum now this is the old school the copper stuff Uh yeah and that copper slip has been in various incarnations of my toolbox for like 30 years yeah yeah oh yeah and you just squeeze the last bit out squeeze it goes a long (laughs) way Mm -hmm.
2: yeah
9: but it was fascinating how this guy's shop is filled with this stuff. Old, like, stacks of old bearing boxes. Mm. You know, numbered. And, what? Well, he talked about being organized, right? Right.
5: You guys, he's so organized. He has separate little bins and containers for every different thread and length of bolt. Yep.
9: Yep. I mean, oh, it's
3: so organized. When, so yeah, when you get oh, to yeah. a certain age of bike, and I'm really not sure what that age is, because everybody I know does it, but most of the stuff... You know, I work on modern stuff at work, but on my bench at home, it's all like mid-60s stuff.
2: Hmm.
3: You throw nothing away. <laughs> yeah. No matter how decrepit it is, no yeah. matter how ugly it is, no matter how much you think, that will never, ever in a million years work because it's so worn out or so rusty or so whatever. The years pass and it becomes the best example of anything you've yeah, found yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you found so recently. You need a specimen, you throw, yeah. nothing, you throw nothing away. I well, mean, yeah. you, you've
0: got a lathe, so you could cut, you oh, could yeah, take I, the old specimen and actually replicate. What oh, you no, need, I do right? that
3: on a lot of the, you yeah. know, a lot of the weird um, Whitworths and Cycle thread bolts, yeah. which you right. just can't get anymore, and you strip <laughs> right. the heads. Yeah. I've got an example, so I'll just turn a new one on my lathe. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So that's what you got to do. And this is on bikes from the mid-60s. That curator yeah. life, man. Yeah,
9: we well, know you know, it was, was interesting because we had a little history discussion about, it and he talked about how Harley in the early days was such a good, solid machine because it stayed family-owned, where Indian changed hands. But Harley had this really high-quality production standard, <laughs> you know, in the in the early days because mm-hmm. it was the family; it was all basically handmade, custom stuff. Mm-hmm. And because it was never changed hands, uh, like the other manufacturers did, the recipe was kind of never lost. Right. But it was a fascinating conversation. I mean, yeah. this guy's
5: oh yeah talking about like uh, excelsior henderson when they split and then, um, was it Henderson became Ace?
2: I think? Yeah, Ace
3: was yeah, in, no. or Ace became <coughs> Henderson. And just, you know, yeah, the, just the the, the four cylinder bikes are in there as well. You know, um, I think Indian bought the rights to the four
10: cylinder well, Hend- yeah. Henderson. It, there was something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Indian bought, uh, wasn't it, bought Henderson first and then bought Ace like yeah. years later. I, think. I mean, Indian back then with yeah. this giant corporation. Yeah, mm-hmm. All the police
3: bikes were Indians and they, yeah, you yeah. know, it was a business.
5: So uh, I was just kind of like just swimming around in that shop and trying to discover more stuff you keep seeing more things i'm gonna show you a picture i want you to describe what you're looking at this is something i found in the back of his shop
3: uh, okay, so <laughs> I'm, r- oh I'm actually, I'm not <laughs> sure what That's I'm looking great. at here. It is a seat of some description.
5: I- I'll tell you, when I saw it in the corner, I thought it was a poorly stuffed weasel oh, that had it lost <laughs> its fur.
10: Yep. Oh, oh the good. seat. I-, I, thought, I thought it was the a uh, seat. A well-fed it, snake. Is it a vibe writer?
4: Yeah. It- so
5: here's the thing. This is, it would be a, a chopper seat, very narrow, and it's got, Two different heights, so it looks like a Z like or oh, a
3: lightning yeah. bolt. Yeah, those things are cool. Yeah, it's got a yeah, lightning bolt exactly very, very that. high in the rib. Yeah,
5: stitching handmade. on it, and it's handmade. The stitching looks like a baseball.
8: Mm-hmm. But yeah. here,
5: I want to show you something, Emma. That oh, wait, go back to the seat. Oh, my bad. Here,
9: ah. this is something
5: that was really fascinating. About this
9: is it. this is chopper, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Do
5: you see that? Oh, it's got a zipper. So on the bottom of the seat, there's about three inches of zipper. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, what? You put yeah. your why math, is there dude? three inches of zipper? Emma, can you figure out why there's three inches put of your zipper drugs in
3: there? <laughs> because <laughs> it was made from somebody's pants.
5: Or jacket, yeah. Our we jacket. think it was a jacket. Uh, it's
3: like a motorcycle it was a seat jacket. that was
5: made yeah. from a jacket. So where you uh, have the zipper cuff, <laughs> and <laughs> wow, it's a it's a like homemade chopper seat that's very old, and
1: it looks it was, so cool. He
9: said it's one of his favorite things. It's oh, like yeah. a very
1: well worn antique cool. teddy bear. Yeah. Well, I, I, just as a seamstress, a, a zipper to end things is really easy when you're putting something <clears throat> over a very odd shape. Well, um, it's where so this is. It, it
5: doesn't do anything. You can no. tell. Yeah. That this is the end of the of the sleeve
10: yeah <laughs> and
3: and you know you talk about a picture painting a thousand words so it's sitting on top of two harley side valve engines probably from the second yeah. world war yeah yeah um the back of the seat is leaning up against probably 19 well it says 1919 19. the riding on one of these fenders and there's about <laughs> 10 of them yeah most um nine. And then the whole thing's leaning up against a knucklehead engine. So, it's like 10 I mean,
0: grand's worth of February. Yeah, I mean, oh, just oh, in this picture, Jesus. there's, it, there's yeah.
3: priceless That box. knucklehead yeah. engine. Oh, knucks yeah. are great. Yeah. So
5: we're going to have more stories come out of this place. I want to get more people down there. It was amazing. Um, Is he
0: just going to go like, stop bringing your people down here. You're disrupting my work. <laughs>
5: I, I think he really stop appreciated it, it because people so. were fascinated and yeah. asking Good question. And he
9: starts cool. telling us about falling asleep on the cannonball and all this kind of stuff. Oh my stuff. God. These oh, days wow. He are fell hardcore. asleep
5: and hit a tree. <gasps> oh, nice.
9: What? Don't want to do a that. Small, a small tree. Wait, was, um. this a, oh, I thought, was this the one where he launched off the cliff and was. <laughs> I was, don't know. Oh, was a different one.
5: Um, but it's just amazing. Um, It was a great day. And then um, we split up, and Jim and I continued. And, Jim, I'll let you take the story from here. Because mm. this is where it takes a turn. Oh,
9: Jim. Dun, dun, dun. I got these, like, some, some theme music, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
1: We've got guts and glory, folks. Which <laughs> one do we get tonight?
9: Yeah. Are
0: there hookers involved? Because, you know, that'd be...
9: That you just be get guts. <laughs> no, All this right. isn't one of your stories. Sweet. No, so anyway, we uh, <laughs> we leave. So I ended up... Um, we were going to ride, and it was uh, the three of us left here, and I was having issues with the FC1, the chain. i got to replace the chain and sprocket. So I went back and grabbed the DR350 and uh, just pumped the tires up and said, oh, I'll just ride this out to Coralitos, no big deal. And uh, so we, uh, Liza and them all took off with sausages and, and pie without me. And uh, Oh, my. So, yeah, it's all right, though. So um, anyway, I catch up to them eventually up there, and we hang out and check out all the Harleys and shit.
1: <laughs>
9: <laughs> yes. It was all fine until then. (laughs) So we hopped on that eclectic eclectic collection of bikes out of Corlido. So we hopped back on Highway 1. And not long after... I started losing power on the DR. And mm. then? And uh, and then I started losing a little more power. Oh. And then? And then it gained some power back.
3: <gasps> and then?
9: There was a brief moment of hope. <laughs> and then? <laughs> it was all dashed violently oh. uh, on the pavement. So, And then all of a sudden the rear wheel locked up and I skidded for about two or three seconds oh. at about 60 miles an hour. Oh. And I think luckily the oil that was sprayed all over the, re- the rear tire is what kept it from like really locking up and sending me launching somewhere. So, anyway, long story short, lose power, pull over to the side of the road, and uh, throw a rod. Look at it, and um, and Liza's way ahead of me, and I'm like, it's not starting. So I just start kind of humping it up the road. And uh, can you turn the music off? I've been like really wrestling (laughs) with this all day.
5: (laughs) It's dead.
9: It's dead. It's dead. It's it's
0: dead, dead. Jim. Es yeah.
9: I killed the st- bike. It's dead, Jim. I killed the bike. What happened? So long story short, two days ago I did not oil change. Mm. So who knows the answer from here? No oil! So on the DRs, uh, those DRs, there's two oil plugs, one on the bottom oh, of the engine and one in the frame. Oh, Yeah. So do the oil change and was really feeling good about it. And that's why I was like, no worries, riding that bike out. You know, I can ride that bike all day, and it'll just don't, you know, it'll do, it'll do fine. Sure. And uh, weren't
1: you just solo in the desert on the DR?
9: Yeah, I spent four days in it, and it ran like a top. Was that after the oil change? No, that was before. No, so after I got back from the desert, I kind of went through it. I was just doing like maintenance, right? And um, and the bike been running. Bike never let me down. So uh, anyway, what had happened is. When I, I put everything back in, when I was going down the highway, the drain plug that goes into the frame—so it's about halfway up the front of the frame—apparently oh, yeah. uh, yep. loosened out and just started dumping oil. And by the time I realized it, everything had heated up to like ten thousand fucking degrees <laughs> and, and boiled out Aww. all the oil, basically. You forge so, welded your motor these, together. So Jeez. that, well, you know, oddly enough, there was some hope because it was still moving and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh yeah, it's done. Though. And I gotta say, Jake came. I think Jake has assisted more bike rescue. She has the bike. bike She was on one today too, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. Good reason to give your
5: give your kid a truck.
9: She's at the house. I'm like, hey, we gotta go rescue a bike. She's like, sure, I'm in. And And the uh, bike
7: we rescued was a 2018 Husky. Brandon, uh, was that
9: your
0: bike?
7: No, 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 Mm -hmm. no. no, no, It wasn't mine. Was it Mike's? I haven't got any oh, Twenty eight. 2018? Uh, no, it broken
4: yet. Yep.
9: So anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah long story short, so um, it ran out of oil, basically, but it was still moving, so we we took it apart today. I did that XR350 about two years ago. Yeah. Some like, Thumper, no problem, I can take this apart. So I had to work some shit out last night, of course, so I got a lot of it started last night. Yeah. And then uh, this morning, got it taken apart in fairly short order, and then... Um, you was know the there was dam- hope What's at the damage like? yeah. Well, you're like, oh, it's the top end is just kind of fucked, but okay, we can find a top end. <laughs> you know the rocker arms are just yeah. anyway, fucked. Beat the shit. And, um, but everything was moving. You know, um, <clears throat> so go deeper and deeper, and, uh, and you know, the can, cylinders.
5: Can I say though one thing that you did last night that you should never do? When you're suspicious that you've damaged your engine and you are aware that you have run out of oil. Don't just don't, hit the starter just don't to start check. it. <laughs> don't start and it. Don't start it. And he did that last night and we got back. He's like, Well, how dead is it? And he just hit the start I'm No don't do that it was,
9: there, was like, there was like a tablespoon of oil in it at that point don't it was already fucked well that. I was just curious because I mean the, the curious thing is are things still moving at all or is everything right. but I never heard the big bang or the big thing so I knew things yeah. were still moving so we just kind of yeah, diagnosed but, it as we went and it's like yeah you're kind of fucked here but let's keep going how How is the cylinder
5: so what was but the just, first piece of damage you found
9: well the, the rocker arms were had like just. the metal was pushed off the back of them, kind of. And
5: the cam cradle. Oh, shit.
9: Yeah, the cam cradle was worn. How are the cams themselves? Fuck. Oh. What did they look like? Well, you see, you can see the heat damage, too. And, oh, and I mean, really? I think everybody knows this story, but, you know, we got to the point point in the deciding factor, and I was glad Emma was here because you kind of cut to the chases. We had, had it down to the piston and then the, uh, what's the pin that connects? The, the wrist pin. The yeah.
0: gadget pin, yeah, wrist pin.
9: Yes, yeah, so we got down to the wrist pin and we popped it out because the cylinder was fucked. But all of that's not a big deal. You just need a top end, right? Um, mm. But then we were looking at the the wrist pin and where it fit in, and the question came up. It was oh. heated so much you could see a small brown ring on the yeah. pin, yeah. and feel a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, texture there. Enough that you could tell the I can't say the word. How do you say it? Emma, metal metallurgy. Yeah, had been affected, <laughs> and at that point everything falls into question. Y- you know, and it's like a wrist pin.
3: It, they're made out of steel, they're very very hard you know there's a lot of chromium in the steel so they come mm-hmm. out the very very bright finish <coughs> and they normally come out silver mm-hmm. his came out dark purple it's
2: brass now the
3: heat generation through that wrist pin was tremendous and it picked up a bit and you know what you yeah. may have cleaned up the eye in the top of the rod it put it in
7: b-
0: Yeah,
3: but the the point is The top end for that bike ain't cheap, and if I was to say to Jim, "Okay, get yourself a head, get yourself a set of rings, let's and a piston, let's rebuild the top end, get it bored out," that's still a thousand bucks. Yeah, and to put that through a rod. That I know has been superheated. Yep, your small yeah, end's fucked. The, you know yep. the small end's still smooth. There's a is tiny it. Still pip really on good, it yeah, little, but, but of, uh, the heat generation through it would have been
0: tremendous. Yeah. So,
1: so Emma, I'm
0: surprised it wasn't seized.
1: Yeah, uh, I have a question. So um, for mine, I totally destroyed my top end, but my bottom end is okay. No, yours
3: did. Yours did different
1: things. It did different things, but then again, when I started to lose power, I cut the engine. Right. So is that something that, like, if you're going and then all of a sudden you have just, like, some weird moment where you lose.
7: Yeah, you should stop. Just pull the clutch. Shut it down.
1: Shut that that kill switch and find out what the hell's going on. And truthfully,
3: had Jim done that when he first started losing power. So you first started losing power, that's probably your cam bearing seizing. Because mm-hmm. any time, you know, a DR350 oh, is a tall yeah. well, engine. That's really cool to know. The oil's got a long way to get up to the top. Yeah. Yep. yep. So yep. I guarantee you, here's your chain of destruction. Now, in the room tonight we've got another professional mechanic. So, Daniel, hey. jump in if you if <laughs> if you think I'm going down the wrong path. We, we
9: can almost make this an episode as often as we talk about it's the like chain a of CSI destruction. like CSI It be like an actual like, episode. <laughs>
3: but I'm pretty sure, you know, the cam and the this cam bearings ancient. were the first cam to go. First that's your camberry. first That's your first power Cause loss. Because
1: that's the highest point, right? It's the
3: highest point. is the mm-hmm. greediest for oil. Yep. Ah. yep, you know? yep. Huh. Um On a, slightly, a single? Yeah. On a slightly unrelated topic, um, a friend of mine had a heart attack about six months ago. And he blacked out. You know, he couldn't see. He thought mm. he was going blind. That was his cam bearing going. And it was,
2: well, <laughs> the
3: surgeon said your eyes are very, very vascular. Very. They're the yeah. greediest organ in your whole body. Wow. So if you have blood problems, you're going to lose your vision very, very mm-hmm. quickly. And mm. it's temporary, but it's just if, if your a blood blip. pressure, your eyes are vascular. In an, in an overhead cam engine, particularly a tall engine like yep. that, That cam is the greediest part of the whole bike. It needs the most oil. It's running directly in the head. You've got a you've got a very hard steel cam running in a very soft aluminum head. Aluminium darling. (laughs) Also (laughs)
0: like yeah, the cam caps are on a lot of bikes. They're just it's just Metal to metal. Well, I mean, there's there's a fluid barrier between. Yeah, the yeah, light. but it's just cut into the cylinder. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's line how board. they
3: manufacture it. They put yep. the caps on,
9: line bore them through, bang, oh. you're done. are yeah, um, metaphor. Can
5: can we visit how this
9: happened? Yeah, I'd like to. So, was it good in tight? Yeah, well, I, I think I did <laughs> no. the, uh,
2: the just exactly. enough torque
9: setting. No, and and uh, you know, because I, it's it, it's not like I haven't over tightened a bolt before, but you know, you're putting things back together, and typically those don't take a lot of. you that know, true. A lot of um like And um, and and I'm really cautious now. I even went to like a, a quarter inch socket, so I don't put tons of leverage on stuff. And quarter um, inch drive. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, I'll tell you what happened, Jim.
3: And it's a. You know, it's kind of like a catalogue of fate farting in your face.
2: Oh, (laughs) it's so stinky.
3: Yamahas and Suzuki's have a slightly different style drain bolt to Kawasaki's and Honda's. On a Kawasaki and a Honda, (laughs) you get a nice soft aluminium washer
1: and mm-hmm. you
3: generally it's a one-shot deal mm-hmm. but you can use them two or three times if you want they How might drip 10? a bit yeah <laughs> or ten as long as they don't drip you're okay, <laughs>
2: okay. <to> so.
3: <laughs> and yamahas don't have that they have a very similar washer to you find on a spark plug it's a steel washer that's actually shaped like a cone mm-hmm. and when you mm-hmm. tighten it up it crushes and makes mm-hmm. the seal yep
1: isn't it called a crush washer?
3: It is indeed. And it's a one-shot deal. Uh. And if you use it again... it's not. T- the
1: shape is no longer the same.
3: And it's not okay. going to... The crush washer, not only does it make the seal, it helps the bolt hang on. Uh-huh. Right, Daniel? Yes. Yep. You're- so by using the old crush washer... Your, your fate was sealed. Yeah, that when I thought or about it, I'm like, sealed.
9: yeah, because I, I, you know, at first I'm like, wait, wait, wait I see what you did there. I was like, did I just not put it back in after I did the oil change? But I was like, no, because I would have noticed immediately. And then I I mean, I rode for like 40 miles before any of this shit went down. Right. So, so that's loosened. what I was thinking is that the, 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 the washer didn't create that, you know, that tension, tension. that it needed yeah. to keep it sealed. So it's funny. I was kind of thinking along similar lines. So here
3: that. is a Motorcycles and Misfits top tip.
5: Top tip. Just the tip, please. just the Ooh, tip, darling. Please, darling.
3: If you own a Yamaha or a Suzuki and you are doing an oil change this weekend, now what does Emma think about oil filters?
1: Never you use
3: oil
7: filters. Use the genuine filter. Yeah.
3: So if you're buying a genuine filter, buy either one crush washer if your bike takes it, two crush washers if your bike takes it. They are cheap as chips. They're less than a buck. And less than a buck we'll could see, have, have saved you an engine. Yep. And was it that though, or did you just forget to tighten it, Jim? No,
9: he tightened it. I well, the thing that I figured because I rode probably forty miles, you know.
5: He was doing seven sixty-five, seventy miles an hour on that bike. It was vibrating.
9: Yeah, there was a yeah. lot of vibration on really that But I did, I did a number of miles on it, and I, you know, I I'm thoughtful about it because I've I've stripped enough bolts okay. that when I do get to that the bolts that I know don't take a lot of torque. That I'm, try, I try to be real thoughtful about right. it, and I always kind of, I've, I've started easing off them. A and little this bit. is, yeah. this is where so
3: life farted. Sense. This is where life farted in your face yes.
9: again, Jim. <laughs>
3: what's an, what's an engine block made out of? Aluminum. Right.
1: Aluminum, darling. Uh,
3: Aluminum, darling. What is a drain bolt made out of? Steel. 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 Dissimilar metals they do grip, but it wasn't the they engine block. At different rates. What right? is the drain bolt made out of? Mm. What is the drain bolt made out of? It was steel. Steel. It a steel. What's your frame made out of?
1: Aluminium. Steel.
3: steel. There oh. you
1: go. Really?
9: Yep. Oh, oh, steel to steel. Against each steel other? to steel. So you don't have a different. Yeah.
1: Oh, so there. So to could the, you
3: catalog, the catalog of disasters <gasps> for Jim were oh. fresh oil change, steel on steel, and not using, reusing the crush washer. So don't change your oil. Mm. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a smaller bolt. You know, uh-huh. normally drain bolts on bikes, they start at M10, they go up to M12, yep. M14. Mm. Yep. That bolt on a DR 400 it's only like an M8. M8. Yeah, yeah. It's,
0: course bolt. Bolt. So, it's a real small bolt. So this so. is a, the, frame b- yeah,
6: yeah? The, frame the frame drain. Yeah, it's frame drain. Yeah, okay. Instead and, of, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Instead of using a new crush washer every time, which would mean buying new crush washers and going to the effort of buying them, could I just use a little bit of... The blue stuff that makes bolts not come out. I would Locked rather tight. you use Teflon yeah. no. tape. No,
0: definitely. here's the thing. You don't no. lock tight. Don't lock that. Drain no. point. Don't be If cheap. you have copper washers, you can anneal them by heating them up and getting them exactly. Nice and but, this red. Right. but this is something different. This is, is a different. shaped is aluminum. Yeah. washer. Yeah,
1: it, it's kind of cold. Gotcha, I'll Just super glue it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> <laughs> so, up into it. So why don't you just when you get them just uh, just get them get like five. Yeah, ten. Yeah, and are done. Get five or ten. I mean, if
3: you've got a bike that you like. I mean, <laughs> yeah. look,
1: that you know you travel with.
3: That you know yeah. you travel with. Guess what? You know you're going to need oil. Mm-hmm. You know you're going to need oil filters. Yep. You know now, if you have a Suzuki or a Yamaha, yep. you're going to need crush washers. Buy a bunch of them.
0: Yeah, get your shit yeah. together, man. And then, so, you, no, and then I, you're ready.
5: So here's the, here's the the sad part of this. So, Jim, why were you riding the DR350 last night?
9: oh cuz the fc1 needs a new chain
5: so the, he was riding the fc1 but it started making some noise chain made noise so he didn't want to mess up the chain and sprocket <laughs> but so actually he, he didn't bus. know Smart. i know but Smart. i'm saying it's unfortunate but, yeah. because yeah. you were trying to save right. damaging the sprocket well when we first, <laughs> when, we first left, <laughs> when we first
9: left we first left it started making this noise and i'm like that that's not right and it sounded chainy so i'm like the chain was a little loose mm-hmm. and i adjusted a few days before but i'm like whatever so we started going Going on the ride, and I'm like, something's not right. Went back. We thought it was chain related. Right. So, you know, adjusted the chain oh. again, and it was a little loose. I'm like, I'm surprised it's making that noise. But like you noted, it's kind of got that. Oh yeah. It's, it's just. It, and you know,
3: you know what? You can take it. consolation, Jim. This whole situation could have been worse because if you'd have ridden the FC1, your chain would have broken, it taken out your crankcases. Yeah. Yeah. Can can and we talk ankle. about
1: that too? Oh. Because there's there's a difference between chain wearing out and chain being loose. Oh yeah, of course there is. And kinking up, and in a, yeah, I
6: yes. doubt Jim runs a loose chain though.
1: He did have a kink in his chain.
9: Right? <laughs> no, he <laughs> he says, well, so this is, is so the FC One's my kink daily ride. So I ride, I ride like five hundred yeah. miles a week. So, right? yeah. and it's all commuter riding. It's pretty hardcore. So I, I, you know, and the FC One's been a dream. You know, uh, when I, Lima introduced it to me, it had eleven thousand miles on it. I've got like twenty six thousand on it mi- yeah, now, without so, uh, without a hiccup. And I haven't, I, I've really no, that's done, an extremely
0: good bike. Here's yeah. the thing with like leader bikes is they're hard on tires and they're hard. On chain components. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with a dry line, yeah. it. Yep. Especially if you're doing it. Uh, if you're and adding, knock, yeah. they're
3: hard on your ego if you think you can ride them. Is, this <laughs> is true. This is true. They got a lot, yeah. But no, I mean, in an ideal world, um, a chain would wear completely evenly. It'd always have the right amount of lube. Yep. It'd never get dirt thrown at it. It'd never get road grime thrown at it. It'd never get moisture or salt thrown at it. But alas, we don't live in an yeah. ideal world. And
9: this nope. wasn't this wasn't like a surprise coming. Actually, a yeah. few weeks ago, I talked to you. And I'm like, yeah, right. I'm coming up on like twenty three thousand miles, and I'm like, this service is going to be here before I do it. You know, know what? It. That's probably the. So it wasn't a surprise. Chain. It's yeah. just now I it's need done. to do it. I mean, know. it's it's, it's just
0: sheer miles. Yeah. So, but twenty three thousand miles is
6: pretty good on a chain. It's yeah. 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 really yeah. good on a chain. Yeah. How many Especially miles on a leader bike? How many miles can you put on a chain? Because I've had four shaft bikes. I know. nothing I can put
5: a lot. I just when it gets stretched. Beyond, I just take out a couple links. <laughs> you just stretch yeah. your bike. I just keep putting um, it back on. You know why? And I said, uh, just. Oh, yeah. that face.
6: Henry. <laughs> yeah. Every time the chain stretches, I, I just stretch it. For swing the record, arm. I only right. did
5: that on the CB750 ride bike. I have oh, my God. Night, you
6: actually but, did that? Oh,
2: yeah.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. I have nightmares of the chain coming off It's and like, a bike my for riding, riding around. DRAD chains down, will
9: stretch down. forever. So, what I'll say to wrap it up? Stretch yeah. The DR350 was an awesome bike. Was. I mean, that that so dr was because awesome I mean what? I I just got like I said got back from the desert for from four days and I was there were times I was twelve miles away from where I was staying in the desert and right. that bike never you know I had that much faith in it. i um, but, it got, solo, to, it, by but the it got way. to the point when the metal was affected and you couldn't right. have faith in it. And it's like I do enough riding away from places that I can't be seven miles and away. And
3: you somewhere. know that was my factor in advising you that. I yeah. mean I've yeah. got guys at work who have these atvs and they go way out way out into the sticks and they say look i don't care how much this is costs i need to get this right i'm out there on my own i've got no phone service i've got no nothing i've got enough water for the ride which is maybe two or three hours and a snack but if if it breaks down yeah you're fucked You're fucked. So, I mean, basically, I overmaintain these things. There's a couple of cats that come down who've got Yamaha Warriors. It's a life and death. And I know the way you use that bike. So, you know, in all good conscience, I'd far rather say, look, Jim, it's the end, mate. Well, th- and, yeah. Rather than take well, a risk and have at, it fail at, on you. It,
9: well, at the end of the day, I could have eaten shit going 60 down the highway when oh, yeah. fish tailing. So, you know, and, it's a, and it's a, a motorcycle.
5: Norm- normally, then, the next, next step would be, we'll just find a new engine pop it in. Sadly, there's I cannot find engines for this bike available. So, DR3
1: so listeners, because everyone 50. else blew theirs up too. <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah. There's none on eBay. There's none on Craigslist right now. So Bummer. It's, wow. It's not like it's a DRZ 400 where there's a ton of them. Right. So, Jim, what's your plan now?
0: Put a 650 motor in there. That's well, you <laughs> know, that it won't fit.
9: That's now. the question because you know this, this was my dirt bike, even though it's a dual sport, and I'll still go with a, a plated dirt bike. that will still be predominantly You know, my dirt bike, but it's nice right on the street. So I don't know. We were talking. That's what we we're talking about today. Uh, a, a DRZ four hundred. Um, I'm a thinking Honda like an EXC
5: five twenty five.
9: Well, it's like what's
5: what what's e- EKC no EXC E-X- EXC five E-X-
0: twenty C- 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 yeah. five. That's funny because that thing's got like two oil f- filters and three drain bolts and shit. Right.
9: So <laughs> <gotta make> <laughs> more, <laughs> more maintenance.
7: That's yeah, I'll still
9: seize it. But you know, like what what's a good tra- what's a good trail so bike? So maybe for, that's uh, a good question
1: for bikes? the listeners. Well, I was
9: thinking like a '99 um, XL four hundred or a plated XR four hundred. I tell you it. what, TTR. I tell you what, to our listeners, send in your suggestions
3: for Jim's trail bike with a dick, and bang. I'll, ta- I'll and tattoo it on my ass.
1: And, and <laughs> if
3: he <laughs> follows through and. Buys the trail bike that you suggested. Oh We're gonna God. give you titty g- shots of How Jim. How did this happen? I'm gonna send you a prize. <laughs> I'm gonna send you a prize. The oh prize wow. is
9: a well, big lord have mercy. Jim,
5: I'm very sorry that you had to suffer the loss. Well, we have did
9: a have, a have a wake today. We we waked the bike. <laughs> yeah, we waked because it was and, deserving. And the was champagne. A, there was there a crying still. area.
1: <laughs> so, but there's a Yosemite trip coming up. So, listeners. Uh, Bring in the Oh shit! That's here. right. Yeah.
4: So just rub it in. Is Mike right. going by himself? He's gonna shit himself, yeah. man. No, actually yeah. we got a little posse no. heading up there. No, no Jim's his hiking That's taking like a couple weeks, weeks away,
5: yeah. dude. Fortunate yeah. for hey, him, there's wait. more DR 350s in the wing. Hey Jim, hey, Jim
9: I've yeah. got a Transalp if you want to borrow it. Uh, I'm, oh, just gonna, actually, I'm just going to.
1: That would be very comfortable. I'm just going to
9: rivet the license plate on that TTR two twenty five. There I don't care. I'm good to go. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Emma,
3: hello, darling.
5: You haven't been around lately. You've been busy.
3: I have been busy. What
5: have you been doing?
3: Oh, God, a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Do you want the list, or you just want no, what i No, just the, like? the Apparently brief just version. Apparently, you're shitting bricks the about brief. an event. Oh, God, I've got... Uh, uh, oh, God, I don't even want to think about it. Mm. I have got um, four bikes going to the quail. Wow. Um, oh,
1: my goodness.
3: Two are ready. Two are not ready. Mm. Um, I blew up my little green truck. Mm. I dropped and a more. valve in my little green truck.
1: And...
3: To uh, jug, to and um, to top it all off, I had to do factory training last week. Mm-hmm. Which factory?
6: Oh.
5: Wait, but this is good. What what bikes does uh, does Emma really hate?
3: No, and I oh.
6: don't.
3: No, 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 BMW. I yes. don't B- hate. B- I do that. not hate. Any bikes. Harleys? Okay. Ducati? there yeah, no, st- Ducati. Ducati. Duc- Duc- yes.
1: Ducati. Now, I know That's in the past,
3: I have been cruel about Ducatis and the people who ride them. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. However... Yeah. For a very good reason.
3: The stinky, stinky, and the dookie, dookie. Yes.
2: But I do have to say... How, yeah, Duc- <laughs> Ducati. Yeah, Ducaki day.
3: However, um, I was sent to training under a little duress by my service manager, but Ooh. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not least... Because um, I met some very, very cool people in training. And on well, the very, very Daniel? first day... Le- no, what you, what you do? <laughs> <laughs> So on the very, very first day, a um, um, uh, trainer who was a um, young gentleman... Um, called eric who'd actually he'd got really got a career doing car electrics but unfortunately you know bikes carry so many electrics these days there is some crossover um he said well could you all introduce yourselves so we're all introducing myself and the guy's sitting next to me and i think he's a cool cat he's got a goatee and he's got long (laughs) hair
1: (laughs) he said and a big happy smile he said
3: are you miss emma and i said yeah it's written on my shirt he said no are you, you miss emma i'm like misfits and he says yeah i'm a listener, and I'm
0: like, I'm a listener. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't we were- that the weirdest shit
3: yeah it's yes, that is it's weird, it's weird shit <laughs> so um daniel hey um daniel works for Bedley hills ducati, Ooh, ducati. Um, nice. and you, yeah and you were getting some training but you're a lot more experienced on them than me i mean you have already- you ridden
1: a mike halewood 900
3: E? oh mike halewood rep mm. i have i have what is that?
1: Can I please get on that?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> very, very expensive. Very oh. nice. um, yes, in, please. In 1979, um, Mike Hailwood, was very, very famous... Mike um, the Bike. Mike the yes, Bike. Mike the Bike. British motorcycle racer, came out of retirement um, after, I think, 10 years. Went to the Isle of Man, got a factory ride on a Ducati, which was... one um, says
11: 900.
1: 900.
3: 900 SS. 900 SS. Yep. And won. Uh And to celebrate the fact, um, Ducati brought out the MHR. to celebrate the, the Isle of Man win. So it's a great thing all around. But that's a very different bike. It's
5: fucking fantastic. Can, can I share a quick story? Yes, please. When I got to ride one, uh, this is when I had my big chopper. Yes. And I was oh. out for a ride up Highway 1 with a friend who had one of the, um, the replicas. And I said, hey, you want to swap bikes? Try? He's like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> he hops on my chopper. I hop on his bike. He takes off and as he takes off, he sprays me and the bike with a whole bunch of pebbles from the side of the road. Oh, oh. no. Nice. put dings Every- in the paint oh, on, so the, on the on oh. the of which i couldn't feel bad because he wait. did it to his own bike yeah. <laughs> wait wait are we talking about
4: the bevel drive or yes the, it's uh, a bevel mm-hmm. okay it's a bevel yeah drive.
3: that was, it was a so cool bike um oh no it's, a, it's actually <laughs> i mean training serves a couple of purposes obviously it gives you the necessary skills to work on a bike But in a lot of ways, it gives you the confidence to actually make that leap of faith. Because number one, these are very complex machines. Number two, they're extremely expensive machines. Number three, you've got to peel a lot of layers of extremely expensive plastic off to get where you want to be on them. And actually gaining some of those skills isn't a bad thing. Am I really going to be happy about earning my living just working on Ducatis? No, of course I'm not, because I work on everything. But if the first-line Ducati mechanic at Monterey is having a day off or he's sick or he's got an engine down
6: on his bench, yeah, I'll step up and do them.
3: They're, they're not as bad as I thought they would And
6: for a little yeah. extra, you'll actually talk to the Ducati owner. No, yeah. never.
5: What, so, what, models, that- what models were you training All of on? them.
4: So uh-huh. does that mean you're officially qualified to adjust 32 shimmin buckets on the new V4? Oh, I am, oh,
3: yeah, I am yeah. indeed. Oh. And let me tell you, that I'm is so probably the simplest engine they do.
6: Really? No and they, and yeah. they also teach you how so not easy. to cream yourself while you're working on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they,
1: no, that's half the out fun, of, Isaac. Uh,
3: out of everything... The one I thought I was going to dread the most was the one I enjoyed the most, which was the V4. Really? It's, it's the, it's, it's the most Japanese engine of the that, lot. This is I, yeah, what I was about to say. <laughs> they've been moving that
0: way. Over the years, they've gone to like what a modern Japanese bike would be. They're going with dry, uh, wet clutches, right. uh, uh, cam, cam right. uh, chains, and Got, got of rid of the Desmo valves. Yeah. The Desmo no, valves are still, no, there. No, no, that's still there. there. That's part of their heritage. But that's about it. I mean, Panagalli
11: didn't have them. No. Yes, yes, it, did. Did. Yes, it yeah, does. Everything's wrong. got Desmo yeah, valve. That's Desmo. their deal. It's what is Desmo valve. Let me tell you exactly. Okay. The the v twin engine is actually there. The, you go, their Most common. I mean, sorry. Their most complicated. V twin engine. They, hmm. they, really. they got the most horsepower out of you, yeah. out of a V twin that you can't.
3: I was gonna say that's Definitely. probably there's, the pinnacle of power so many for a V twin. Just
11: little tiny different things in the motor that yes. that they had to do just Crank to squeeze the in a so, Yeah, just to squeeze the squeeze the power out of that motor before. So does is this, that is, it pop? is this
5: the one that the outside of the engine looks like one of those things you put a penny in to stretch it and get?
9: Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know yep. what I'm yep. exactly about? what you're talking about. Turns it into the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes, exactly. That's what.
1: The, the bikes look like <laughs> yeah. what do you mean like there's a bunch of exposed and, you know, ears <laughs> yes. no but yes so but when you when you join the crankcase see. halves it's fantastic
3: when you actually drop they they split vertically mm-hmm. on the the panny v twin and everything's kind of machined at a crazy angle so you've actually got to stand up and look dead on and actually look down to line it up because if you try and line it up on the face for say the clutch cover you're entering a world of hurt because it's not on it's the not square. Flat. It's an extremely complex machine work. And as Daniel says, this, that's as far as a V-twin can go. It's 190, what, horsepower? 92? Oh my God.
1: Two, yeah. yeah 192
6: horsepower more, yeah. out of a twin. What's the red line? Oh, God. <laughs> a lot. Well, 11, 12, 12, yeah. 11 or 12. They're big bore short stroke, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, four inch bore. Yeah. big. Over, over wow. square motor, yeah. Man.
3: Mm-hmm. Many, and, many years ago, when I first came to the states, I had a Ford Galaxy with a big block in it, 400, 460 cubic inch Lincoln engine. You were and you
5: were soaking in all the American. Exactly, you could get.
3: <laughs> and, and <laughs> I had like to do a head gasket on it. And the pistons in the Galaxy looked about the same size as the pistons oh in the. Wow.
6: And
1: you oh get to God. see, like see that. Like just... Ugh,
6: yeah. Huge. So, but literally, what the Desmo? What is "quote unquote" okay. Desmo? Desmo drama. You, gets you to hear it all
3: yeah, the time. You have a, y- you take it, Daniel. Yeah, <laughs> you,
11: have a, you have a rocker that. Opens the valve normally, like yeah. on every 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 valve train, you got a can, you got an opener, and then on the Desmo, instead of having a spring to close it, you have another rocker arm that actually physically closes so the valve. So it, it oh, opposes crazy. itself. So it's yeah. very precise. So it opens and yes. closes.
0: There's no valve float. There's was, like no yeah. for you valve what you right? don't have is parasitic loss from the springs well, overcoming exactly. the force of the spring. Now well, less. Wow, parasitic that's loss. crazy. It's yeah.
3: become. It's almost become redundant. I'll, I'm I'm gonna
0: yeah basically when it was brand new right this is yeah this is cool too when it
3: was when the system was thought out um and it started off as a british invention then it was refined by the germans and then the italians picked it up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when it was first thought out the the train of thought was a racing engine you ref high valve springs were very very weak back then so if you could physically close the valves you faster. can get the engine to rev higher, and you're mm-hmm. not going to suffer yeah. from what's called valve float. Yep. yep. And valve float is when you rev an engine really high, the valves don't seat properly because the valves are moving so fast. Mm-hmm. The valves can't close them quick and enough, and you're losing power. Enough. And that's it. Your power's done. Yep. If you can physically close them, you can rev them higher. Well, that's fine back then. Now... Particularly, some of the smaller Japanese bikes. If you've got, say, a four hundred Bandit, True. that can run to 16,000 with conventional valve springs. But I'll go off at one of my famous tangents, and it's very relevant in this case. Um, about ten or fifteen years ago, Kawasaki were having a shake-up. Now, remember, out of all the four Japanese manufacturers, the Kawasaki is the largest. We all know this, right? Yes. Right.
1: One of the oldest, or the oldest.
3: yeah, Kawasaki Heavy Industries. You know, all the all the robots that build Honda are Kawasaki robots, <laughs> so it's that kind of company. They were having a shakeup, and the Japanese brands—they don't put much value in the past. They use it as a tool for development, but they don't get nostalgic about it like we do. And Kawasaki said, "We're done. We're done with our color." We need to get away from this, and all the dealers and distributors said it is no because <clears throat> that lime green is so ingrained with the culture of Kawasaki. It's as much a part of a Kawasaki as the as the name badge, as the noise they make, as what really makes a Kawasaki a Kawasaki is the lime green color. Now, not all Kawasaki is a lime green. But, it's but all mine li- is. it's Kawi green. <laughs> but all all lime green bikes that I know of are Kawasaki right. so. And so it is with Desmo. You can you've got valve springs right now that could easily rev up as high as any Ducati needs to go. I do? Right. Ev- you know ev- everyone's got access <laughs> but, to them. Yeah, the metallurgy is the Metal a lot Ur-G, better. Yeah, exactly. um, but the Desmo name and the Desmo valve train. Yeah has become so ingrained with Ducati culture... And not every Ducati owner knows what Desmo means. I mean, yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet 95% of them don't. Right, no, but It's yeah. like
1: a seesaw. But for yeah.
3: those who do, it's as much a part of the brand as the red color. Hmm. You,
5: you mm-hmm. may not realize Desmo is Italian for sounds like your engine is broken.
6: <laughs> no, that's a dry clutch. <laughs> um, that's so a oh thing. my that, gosh, it's so, so crazy that's that's when
1: you first see like, what's wrong with that bike? Motor's broken. That's why they stick with
7: it. They come like
6: that from the factory. Is yeah, Italian yeah. For, for like five thousand more dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, with,
4: with Desmo <laughs> you can so also get valve check, valve check.
0: You
6: can rev a lot higher and
4: better. It, you can rev a lot higher
0: efficiency, and you, you can, can
11: have um, way higher lift cams. So yes. they have oh, really God. radical cams, like on the on the yeah. panty, on the, the t- V twin. They had to they had to change the valve keepers because they were breaking valve
6: keepers. Oh so really? Are they, yeah. is it, are, hard? Keeper. are they still doing Desmo? And is it still? Yes. Is there still some reason? Yeah. Everything is Desmo. Or even the pan, the new V four yeah because
3: mechanical mechanically s- <laughs> yeah you can run monster lift cams yeah but there's okay. that culture thing as well it's a mechanical signature. but is it
6: is it more than just the culture like is there oh yeah you can run monstrous cams yeah in there. you can have yeah. a super high lift cam okay so there's there's a legitimate because mechanical you're, you're which not, is why like, rev spring, so high yeah,
11: yeah. You know, those must
6: be really oil greedy.
11: Yeah, they've got oil squirters on every single cam. Loop, <laughs> that ev- makes sense. Everything. Wow. Interesting
3: enough, that new V4 engine. The um.
6: How many quarts of oil does it take?
3: But oh, it's got oh, only like three and a half, four. It's got a very very deep. That's what sump, my touring bike But takes.
6: it's also a dry dry
11: sump system. It's kind oh, of a. Yeah. It
3: kind of is, or it kind of isn't. It carries its oil in the sump, but it's not really a wet sump. It's a dry sump. The oil pump on it occupies almost the bottom of the engine. Three It's got. Was really, it three or four? What? I think it's four. Three. No, rotors. it's got wow. three yep.
11: rotors in the primary pump,
6: and then there's another. So it's got top. four pumps within a pump. What are they driven off of? Oh, somebody saw a chain from going too hyvo far chain. down a rabbit yeah, hole. Yeah, it's I a chain
11: right off the right off the crank. Okay, okay. okay. Crank yeah. There he is. So yeah, at every Desmo service, unfortunately. But
6: the the wow. um, wait, wait what was that? <laughs> <laughs> at every Desmo service, you have to adjust That's the chain. That's want you to replace, replace that chain.
11: Oh god! Adjust the chain or change the change, the it. The the oil pump on that thing is is huge, like huge, I've seen huge. moped He's engines like this, like, like than bigger
3: than the oil than pump. On. Year <laughs> hold on, hold on a second. Bigger than
11: some car oil pump. Yeah, that's
0: Okay, so uh, wow. regarding the oil oil change, oil pump change, it's huge. And what else? And and
1: that's what she said.
0: It's it's just a complex <laughs> piece of machinery. Yeah. But
1: the quirk
3: of the bike is, you ride the bike into your garage, switch it off. Yeah. You can check your oil after how long? Like five minutes, ten minutes, two hours,
11: two and a half.
0: You have to hours. wait until two, it an hour drains. Drains. two and, and a half hours. Two and a half hours. They're check valves that you have to wait for it to kind of like yeah. Release. So the
11: the the oil pumps. So you have a main main pump that that just pumps everything pressurized, and then yeah. every all the other pumps are scavenge pumps that pump it back down.
0: Yeah. Oh.
6: So you have to yeah. wait for
11: that oil to yep. flow back through those pumps. Two and a half hours. Yeah.
1: We would have been so, so this is fucked like, on Empire Grade today. Oh my God.
6: This is like <laughs> the most Japanese bike they've made, but it's still very Italian. It's very <laughs> quirky.
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, that's enough time for tea. I mean, that's that's
6: kind of what you got to do to get crazy. 200
0: plus horsepower. Well, I was going to say, like this, this is high-tech shit.
9: I mean, if you want to, you know, by a Honda by a Honda what was but it
3: Daniel 213 horse out of the box 226 with yeah.
9: the
11: 226 yeah. with the Especiale and then they haven't even released the R version yet. 226 so. at
5: the dude Craig? that's insane yeah. that's They're
11: insane fucking nuts. Oh, that oh yeah it's a quick bike yeah. so Emma yes
5: so did this whole training did it change your view on Ducati's now
3: yes <laughs> yes and no um, <laughs> Daniel's like
1: I, I'm gonna say yes for her
0: <laughs> yeah I mean yes and no I mean it's, it's it's it like one of those things like i appreciate the technology that went in it but f- man is it fucking a piece of shit to service kind of no not even that it's not really easy, easy. It's it's easy. easy. Is it see, really? Can
11: I,
5: can I rephrase a question because i had to ask daniel this earlier oh god i'm asking you as a rider not as a mechanic yes
0: there you go
3: it's not my kind of bike
5: and it yeah. never
0: will be yeah okay
5: Cause I found it interesting. Uh, so Daniel rode up today on a twelve ninety Super
2: Duke. I think
11: it's hot.
5: And of course I'm like, so what do you think of it, and Daniel? What was your initial response? I'm
11: like, oh, it's it's cool, it's fast. <laughs> I, I get spoiled, so like people can't really take yeah. my opinion because I ride fast things all the time. And like, yeah. Since I work at the, at Beverly Hills, like we have customers that just buy everything. Like we we sold like six Super Legeras, We have two in the in the showroom still. And wow. wow. Oh, so once you get to ride that, you're really spoiled and. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
6: I have. I've had to talk like uh, tech guys like who come in and take the basic class. They're like, yeah, the Ducati dealership sent me here. I wanted to get a super Legera, but they sent me here because I don't know how to corner. And I'm like, yeah, you don't. And you shouldn't get that bike. But you have to say it really tactfully. Right. Because it's like it's like you're a very (laughs) new rider. That bike will kill you. What I say is I wouldn't trust myself on that bike. Yeah. well, When you're a new
5: rider, a Ninja 250 can kill you. Oh, yeah. Anything. Not but nearly as easily I as superleggera. So, but <laughs> since we have since we have you two mechanics yes. here, I'd like to know more about how it is working in the industry, especially now, um, as we know that uh, uh, the motorcycle industry is going through
3: a huge lull. How how is it? Um, it's not all glitz and glamour. No, it is not. And you know, a lot of people think you're a motorcycle mechanic. You work in the industry that's very glamorous way to earn your living and it's not it's hard grind it's very very hard work and of course if you get paid flat rate you're up against the clock all the time for those of you who don't understand flat rate um all the manufacturers including ducati honda wherever have Mm -hmm. decided that a certain service on their bike, whether it's changing the pads, changing the fork oils, doing a 600 mile service, takes a very specified amount of time. Mm. Let's say there's a book, which gives you the flat rate time. And this is public knowledge. So if you ever wanna buy a bike and you wanna know how much it's gonna cost to fix, if you're gonna take it to the dealer, if you get a hold of the flat rate book, it'll say to change the fork seals on my bike, a dealer will charge you three hours. And that is the time that Honda have determined that it takes to change the fork seals on a Honda Goldwing. Mm. So you know what it's going to cost when you ride it in. It's no. going to cost you the parts plus the time. Now, that's what I get paid. I get paid three hours to do that job. No matter what. <coughs> if I can do it in an hour and a half, I've just made bank because I've. I've got paid three hours labor it took me an hour and a half to do it i can get the next job on my bench yeah however
0: it's awesome if you're just doing nothing but forks and you get right, it all down and you get it all situation. down that's the so good true. example was the
3: r1 transmissions yeah yamaha paid 15.9 the first one i did it took me 15, nine. Hmm. Second one i did took me 14.9 by the time i was done with them by number eight i was pulling it down in 10 hours
0: Oh, shit. Mm, and wild.
3: so that gives me six hours to run some other stuff on my bench. So the, I had a couple of really fat paychecks that week. Yeah. But one broken bolt, one stuck bolt, uh, mm. one quirk, and it can all go to hell. You're still only going to get paid three hours. Yeah, it yeah. sucks.
0: So you're up against the clock. You, It's... Uh, I guess it's kind of cool since you're working with new stuff and nothing's ever seized, I guess. Sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. It's yeah. not just all but, new you know stuff never. That I want
5: to know, in. how do you feel about your career choice? Um...
11: Okay. It's it's <laughs> tough. It's tough. It's. I mean, it's hard to say. Like I, the answers in the silence. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Make
9: a, I'll make a comment. So when I'm when I'm when I'm doing the forensics on the dr today, and um, we were hanging out. And I, I, how much does it? Did you choose your profession, or did your profession chose you? I mean, I think both I've, you guys have an obvious love of motorcycles. Oh yeah.
11: So. I think probably my profession chose me. I mean, bikes is probably the only thing I really know. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be, you know, in, in,
3: was it Ken, who's the filmmaker? Eric, Eric is. Eric, yeah, Yeah. that's going to be us, you know, because I've I've loved motorcycles, and make no mistake, I truly love motorcycles. There's a calendar that proves it from a couple (laughs) of years
1: ago. (laughs) I have it on a shirt.
3: I know that. (laughs) Um, But I've loved motorcycles for as long as I've been aware of what motorcycles are. Um, So my career kind of chose me And I haven't always made my living working on them But it's always been something I've fallen back on
0: Um, Hmm. Right now there's nowhere I'd rather be Yep. So Daniel, how did you get into bikes again? You just kind of been into uh, it for a while. Yeah, and... I just
11: kind of been into it for a while. I got, you know, I, I got bit by the bug when I was ten. One yeah. of my uncles brought his Harley. Over. It's
0: always a fucking uncle or something. Yeah, ripped, yeah. ripped me around the block, ripped me yeah, around the block in his
11: Harley, and I was I was hooked. I was sitting <laughs> making motorcycle sounds all night. Yeah. Um. So yeah, after that, I just started wrenching on stuff, kind of figuring stuff out. My dad was a mechanic machinist, so you know he taught me what he knew. And
0: oh, cool! You got a machinist background too. Like, yeah, very that's very cool nice. too. Oh. That's what
6: is your worst mechanical screw up?
11: Oh,
0: that's cool. Worst <sighs> mechanical
1: like wh- you just
6: you you like try to fix something and then just completely botched it or like blew up an engine or
1: something. You're like did you oh, kill someone? Oh, yeah, that's not a fair question. question.
6: No? All right, let's let me give no, you no, a baseline. No, because have, no, I'm th- we're talking about like when you get into it, it. everybody get
11: You your may have never bike? done that. My first bike was a 1975 oh. DT 175. Ooh.
1: That's a really nice bike. Wow. Hey. Oh, and got... how old were you?
11: Uh, I was 16 when it became mine. It was kind of like floating around <laughs> my family, went back and forth to, <laughs> to my dad's friends and stuff, and finally I convinced him, like, you need to give me this bike. Yeah. So
5: <laughs> I want to ask you as a mechanic, what is your favorite
11: tool? Very good question. Uh-huh. Torque wrench
0: hey oh. smart man that's because he's smart a ducati I, <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say yeah, that's my favorite
9: I, I bet i know it is number two because i heard him talking singing the praises of his number two two tool today
5: which is <laughs> what kind of hammer
9: <laughs> <laughs> the hammer uh,
3: thought you, thought you can you, can, today. you <laughs> can do an awful lot with a hammer a
5: bowl mm-hmm. peen hammer I'm yeah t- actually oh i know when we were at uh santa cruz vintage cycles i took a picture of his hammer drawer, I bet he's got a
9: sick hammer. He's got down. a whole
5: drawer nice. of hammers. Oh, I missed
9: that. Pass that <laughs> oh, over. Oh, I want to oh see my that. Gosh, I'm a that's
11: hammer so fan. Cool. Stop! It's hammer time. Come <laughs> <away and listen. laughs> it but but
10: I, I was like, maybe a better way way to word your question was maybe maybe the worst mechanical nightmare that you got involved
6: in. Well, oh, no, actually. I was just because we were talking so about when, when talking about mistakes. Bad. Yeah. Um. Like now have, you're now you're what a professional is your least, mechanic. About,
1: what is your least favorite okay. bike to work on? Well, no, it's like now you're a professional that mechanic. Kind of thing. When you were new,
6: right. what do you look back and be like, oh my oh, god, I, I can't did believe I did that. That's a great. Like I I ran a bike on oil like on oil that went for like eight thousand miles and it was an eighty three Honda V four and I blew it up. Right. So that's just kind of, when right. I go back, I'm like, how did I even like not think of that? That's the thing I was thinking.
11: Um, I don't think I've really had any his dad was and a mechanic travesty's yeah. like that. I was like 50-50 fifty, 50, 50 I know, I know.
6: you've never screwed up a you know, bike just like that. Way ahead
11: little of bumbles. the rest of us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just little bumbles, you like strip out a bolt or like I'm smart man yeah. So
9: I, I have a question. With being in LA and if you haven't been to LA, it's LA. Have you had people bring in bikes <laughs> with just like stupidly fucked up clueless shit? Or like, are your riders typically knowledgeable or Oh
11: no our, our, we, we get we
9: run the gamut of riders Or is it just Mulholland down every weekend. We have
11: the really good rider and then we have the guy that really shouldn't be on a bike at all. That's very yeah.
6: diplomatic of you. Yeah, we,
9: I mean... We, well,
11: how
6: diplomatic are you we've about We've had it? a guy
11: that came in, totaled his, totaled his bike and then we... He, he ended up wanting to trade it in for something else, and then we like tr- <laughs> tricked out that bike way too much w- and Gave it way too much power for him, and then he wadded that up uh, technically totaled it and we saved it for him man, and then wadded is it, is up it, our demo Is it uh, hard to <laughs> total
9: a Ducati or is it you kind of drop it a little and? Oh,
11: it's oh, easy no. to total the scramblers. I'll, I'll tell that off the side stand and be totaled wow. Yeah, the scramblers if you if you if you hit the tank like, if you hit all the tank and maybe do some swing arm damage and a little bit of $20,000. fork damage, it's totaled. Jeez. Bam. So yeah, what's your favorite crazy.
4: and worst bike to work on?
11: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm. I mean, work on is... <laughs> DR-650. I, lo- I love working yeah, on my DR-650. Yeah, that yeah. thing is real easy. But, uh, you know, I thrash it so much, I always have to work on it. You guys have
5: to say it's so cool. So he pulls up in the parking lot today. I don't know who he is, but he's pulling up on a 1290 Super Duke. So I'm like, hey.
11: So
0: right, this guy's right? lost. He thinks we're like, a dealership.
2: Right.
5: You got my interest, right? And he pulls his helmet off, and he walks over, and he stops and looks at Jim's torn apart DR-350. He goes, hey cool bike <laughs> yeah.
1: and he like shakes, gotcha, it, bitch. shakes his hair and he's like yeah santa
9: cruz you know, he, <laughs> daniel was super helpful though because he like had all the little tricks like pulling a starter motor off the engine like yeah it should just pull off but it's stuck and if it's me i'm like am i either taking it off or i'm breaking it off one or the other so it's nice to have him here because he has the right 650. so
5: and i did want to ask you because you got to spend the day here i didn't know what you what you thought you were expecting
11: but how how was it i was really groovy uh you got thrown into it pretty fast (laughs) i jumped in and i was like okay people working on bikes like hopefully i can help out a little bit and you know no you stepped up i mean what when i arrive you i get mobbed
3: because we have so few mechanics here and having you here i wish you'd come every week <laughs> <Really>? <laughs>
11: That'd be kind of difficult. we could get a lot I,
3: more done i
1: have a room available in my house um <laughs> but
3: i'm going to tell i'm, I'm going to tell isaac what he wants to hear because what I you ma- did <laughs> yes Oh God. Hello. so very very all early on in my career Make probably within the first month of my career I had a Kawasaki KZ900 on my bench. Oh, I thought these were the war days. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very excited because I was doing the valve clearances on it and mm. that bucket and shim, mm. big shims. Mm. And you had a little tool and you pushed down the bucket and oh. pulled out the shim. And oh, put shim, over the shim, bucket. Over, shim, shim over, shim over, shim over. Yeah, shim over bucket. There it is. So I set it all up and I started up and I thought... Oh, this is great. And it sounded wonderful. (laughs) Came in sounding like somebody banging two trash can lids together. Mm -hmm. Uh And it was singing, you know, because those old KZ900s got a nice little whine to the engine off the primary gears. Mm -hmm. So I go off around the block. Straight cut gears. Straight cut Uh, primary gears. And oh, oh, this sounds good. And I'm riding along and I'm riding along and I'm riding along. And I go out on the freeway and I'm riding along. And there's this massive... Bang! Ooh. And Ooh. I look down, and there is a hole in the valve cover, oh. and one oh, of the shims had
0: spat spit out. out. Yeah, and no shit. It, it pushed oh, it out that hard. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh. oh yeah, shim over bucket oh. does that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Damn. It
3: spat straight out through the valve cover and took out a tank badge <laughs> at the same time. No,
6: oh, Jesus, <laughs> that's and crazy. Is that where that that's score fucking came crazy. from? So was it totaled? No, but the it was.
3: Um, Cam, Cam got taken out um obviously the bucket got taken out yeah the one valve got taken out in the spring um so we had to rebuild the top end of the engine which was okay. kind of beyond my capabilities because i i was just a beginning ammo back then sure um and i got yelled at a lot and my career mm. really nearly ended then so
0: what happened did, happen- oh, well, did, did I feel much why better now? did the the shim get shot out because i didn't it-
3: put it in properly
0: Oh, oh, was it like oh, it was, it exactly? Because properly? what
3: happens? They are so carefully machined. Yeah, they're super precise. They sit in there, and when the oil starts flowing in, it's almost like the oil holds it in yeah. as a suction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had it cocked uh. over just enough. Yeah, mm. that riding it that one, two, three miles is fine, and then bang, it mm-hmm. spits out. Yeah. um one of the common things with Ducat is, and this the the technical trainer was going on this over and over and over again is it if you make a mistake in one of these engines, it's probably going to leave and run just fine, but it's going to be back in 100 miles and the engine's going to be toast. Yeah, yeah. yeah we heard that time, yeah, and little, time
0: and time and time again. Split collared rings yep. for the uh, yeah. yeah,
3: exactly. So you've got to be super, super careful with them. No, I mean, you know, it's um. Do I still think a lot of Ducati owners are pretentious? Yes. <laughs> do I? Do I still think some of the bikes are over complex and overpriced? Yes. Um, am I going to enjoy working on them? Actually, I probably will. You're learning a new thing. <sighs> you know, yes. I'm learning a new sure thing. thing and, come know, to the
11: dark side. It's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, don't, you know, don't. half of me is like, I'm 50, You know, I'm fifty-six years old. Yeah. I'm a few years close to retirement. I don't
0: want to learn new shit,
3: nah. but I don't feel fifty six, and I don't act
0: fifty six. Well, like, so how are you going to call yourself a master mechanic if you don't know all the shit? Right? I don't call, I mean, I, part I, of I like... call myself a master beta, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, no, nah, you know, it's. I mean, it, it is what it is. Talk yeah. to me
3: again in six months. Yeah,
0: you know, it's just, it's, it's. Just like motorcycling, sometimes it's nice to push your comfort zone a little bit. And, yeah. Or new shit.
3: You know, I think, yeah, for, for, for all of us to step outside our comfort zone for a little while, it was just unfortunate that it came at such a bad time for me with a yeah. quail coming up. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, dropping a valve in my little truck. Um, I thought, oh, I'll just buy another truck. And yeah. I had a sensible budget. I thought, oh, I'll spend five grand on a little truck. There's nothing, nothing. out there. Nothing out there. Wow. You're buying junk with like a quarter of a million miles on it for five grand. Mm. Yeah. So in the end, I thought... Oh, for like a
0: Tacoma or something. Yeah,
3: so in the end, I thought, look, I'll just put a new head on my truck. Yeah, um, there it, you. In the end, actually, I used the old head, and I just put all new valves in it and cams. Oh.
5: So cool. Daniel, first of all, I want to say thanks for coming down and helping out. Me. I w- it was nice. It was like having another person like sa- bounce things off of. It was really. It was I'd really call cool. him over for a second opinion on on, a, on
9: something, and yeah.
5: it was it was really cool. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah, yeah Daniel,
9: Daniel. fit yeah. right in from the beginning.
5: Oh, I know. It was Sweet. awesome. And there was
9: another LA yeah, we dude.
5: A, we had a lot of uh, Pasadena dude. We had a lot of new people showing up today. It yes. Really cool.
9: Yeah, it was pretty, He was on pretty, a bitch pretty, in a cool too
5: yeah, oh, yeah. It, yes it was a good day but we do have some emails to get to who's got an email ready to read i let's start well let's start with knock all right because he's he's excited about this, this
0: one this one's called uh, who blew a seal got kicked
1: <laughs> out of Monterey okay. Bay aquarium all right we is gotta not let, give not some anymore? time we
5: need to give him some space to get this right
0: i i picked i chose the shortest email for myself
6: is awesome. <laughs> yeah, give me the so, long hey, one.
0: Knock, you got the wrong, uh, the joke wrong. It goes like this: Eskimo at his snowmobile mechanic. Mechanic says, "You blew a seal." No, that's just ice on my mustache. Yeah. Regards, <laughs> Red Barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Bada, bada boom. boom. Bada <laughs> bang. There it is. <laughs> that's pretty funny. All right. I, there's like multiple variants of that so much.
5: joke. Awesome. You, you mechanics need to keep that one. Right? Oh, okay. In your, in your side. The blue
0: seal joke. That's the classic or, one. Or, right. No, and there's like okay. different or, variants or. of that joke, as I was saying earlier. Oh all? yeah,
6: um, yeah. yeah. A great one. Yeah.
5: Isaac, what do you have there? Because I think there's a question involved in this one. Yeah. So this is
6: from, uh, this is from Joseph. Hi, misfits. I'm a relatively new listener. Who Hello, Joseph. Got turned on your podcast from the Norman Reedus ride episode. One listen and I was hooked. My first bike was an 81 GS450T that I purchased in 82 while in oh, wow. college. Wow, you got that new. Mm. I rode for eight, three years before family pressures forced me to regrettably sell it. Oh. Took a bunch of years off from riding. Sounds like prison. Uh, <laughs> Sounds
5: like family.
6: <laughs> Same
9: thing.
5: Kids, <laughs> wife.
6: Then I bought a new Honda Shadow 750 Ace. Oh, that's a good oh, bike. Rode mm-hmm. it every chance I could. But, at the time, my now ex-wife made me yep. miserable for having it. Oh. So he sold wives will that do that too. to you. Yeah. Uh, fast forward.
1: They don't do it anymore, <laughs> yeah. baby. I, I said, wives do it to you.
6: <laughs> fast forward to 2016. I'm living in Seattle, Washington, happily married to my second wife, when a buddy of mine tells right. me he wants to learn how to ride. All right. That was all I had to hear. <laughs> uh, as, so, he... Uh, <laughs> You highlighted it, and I'm trying to skip, and it's totally messing me up. So that was all, I'll just read the whole thing. That was all I had to thing. hear. As yeah, I was considering fine. getting back on a bike shortly after moving to Seattle from New York in 2014, I recommended you take the beginner MSF class to get his mm-hmm. license. Uh, since I learned to ride by buying my first bike, getting some pointers from friends and just riding, and even though I still had my motorcycle <laughs> endorsement, I decided to join him. We signed up at our local Harley dealer and attended the class. It was money well spent. I learned so much and got yep. my riding confidence back. Yep. I'm glad you gave me this one to read. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why I gave <laughs> it to yes. you. Well,
1: it's yeah. the safest. Like yeah. The statistics of your accidents are way lower if you actually take that class.
6: Yes, 67% oh, yeah. less likely to die if you take another class.
1: Right? This and how, I up. mean, yeah. if you want to look at money...
6: Yeah, I'll finish the email. Uh, don't don't get me started on that. Uh, so, <laughs> yes, I am in my fifties and. Uh yeah, fast forward a few months, I have a 2017 Harley Davidson Heritage Softail Classic. Nice. Yes, I'm in nice. my 50s, and it was the bike I always wanted. As Emma good said, good for you, good for you, man. As Emma said, it has a lot to do with nostalgia. Yeah. My friends, yes. yeah, the my friend cool. Bought a 2014 Harley Davidson Fat Bob. I've mm-hmm. attached a picture. Oh, they, a nice they, I looked at them; they're both beautiful. Uh, we're both doing our part, uh, getting people into riding, and are starting to build our own small group of riders. Nice. Here's my Aww. question. I'm starting to commute to work on my bike, but I really don't think my Harley's a great commuter bike, so I'm looking to get a more flickable bike to commute 25 miles into Seattle every day. Mm. I've been wrenching on cars and motorcycles since I was 12, so I'm more than capable on working on my own bike, so I am not afraid of getting a used bike that needs some TLC. The issue is I'm 5'5 with a 28-inch inseam. Do you have suggestions for a reliable, standard riding position, 500-plus cc motorcycle with a low seat height that would be good for a short rider? (sighs) Any help? Greatly appreciated. Keep up the good work of providing an inclusive group for riders who want to know more about the machines we ride and the community we're a part of. Sincerely, Let, Joe Rubino. Let's break this down between How about a 690 Duke? Yeah, I always...
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I've oh been, no, that's not going to be a Too tall, I've too been recommending tall. FC6 what? and FC tall. And
2: tall. tall?
1: Yeah, I would cowl. say, why, we,
9: why would you not get an if electric got a 28 bike? Inch, inch get an electric inch 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 inch. bike, dude. What,
1: what about a Yamaha?
9: Alright, let's settle down. Maybe we got to go around the room here.
0: Hold on, alright, okay. It's a plus 500cc uh, what's your new new bike and your old used bike what's How, what are we picking here used Bergman I'll uh, give I'll, you two ST1100s no? for a
6: thousand dollars
0: okay what we've got to do is we've got
3: to think about what he's going to be doing. He's going what to be lane think? splitting. Yeah.
6: Oh no! no is no, he it's uh, Washington? No. Twenty-five can, miles. I've I watched uh, the. I yeah. I'd been in Washington for yeah, like five yeah, no, minutes no and I saw ten. a dude. It's like fifty miles for, for lane splitting.
9: So wow.
3: you can't lane split no, in Washington. So, lane, so, no, so no, it can no, be Washington a wider cannot. bike. Oh, okay. FC six. Yeah there's no question.
6: Well, that's yeah. what oh, I that's they're really kind of nice tall though, yeah. right? They're no, sh- but well, put links mm. on it. Every time I, st- put, I buy, buy an I mean,
3: FC6 F- 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 and put lowering links on it, Wait, Wait, you're done. That's Bergman, the best I heard best the way of can spending you lower money the, yeah. you, the you,
5: you can yeah. lower a lot of bikes. <laughs> <laughs> um I've actually seen people with DR650s that were quite right. low.
11: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we were talking about They come with a lowered setting. So, Factory lowering setting that you don't have to buy anything.
9: I got I got the FC6 and and it's a flippable bike and it's a you know, it's a heavy hitting midweight. But why would you not get an electric motorcycle? Fifty miles round trip like a day, fifteen
7: grand. Okay, okay. yeah. Like a, Wait, I know no, no, they're not. They're Zero's not I mean, nice. that, that's your new bike pick, though. So that's okay. He, he uh, did
5: use the word flickable. Flickable, yeah. something kind of narrow. Um, I'm gonna throw out something we don't often recommend, but for some reason, you always got a weird oddball one, like an F650 Funduro.
0: Yeah mm. SV650
4: yeah. No F6 F650 f- the, BMW, the BMW The BMWs it, They're it's a, a
5: little BMW, tall, A little tall But I've known A lot of shorter people That fit those I mean what is yeah. Rebecca riding but right now Right That's
9: true We just gotta make sure The, le- like the electronics are It's s- a fun bike It's, sort of, Shaft it's drive.
5: sort of ADV-ish
9: It's a cool little bike right. it's, Wait. A co- it's, a it's a cool a little bike It's a good little
5: bike It'd be a great commuter Yep And for up Up
1: north You know Maybe he wants to Do a little adventure Maybe
6: how, hmm. I always remember that. I think
1: that would be a good bike for him. I saw Rebecca in the Wild, actually, on her bike, and she yeah. was perfectly comfortable. What well, about, uh,
3: wait, I, you... If I was... I don't know how much money he wants to spend, but if I was broke, or I didn't want to spend any money and get a flickable bike that's still quick and is fun as <clears> hell, <throat> buy Ninja 500. Mm. yeah yeah oh god yeah. that was just so good
1: yeah because it's a short commute wait well, ninja, ninja, and you can actually lower that too for ninja
6: 500 is a yep. low yep, 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 yep. and if you want more sit up you know you could get some i always remember zach's sv650 where he put yeah. those bars yeah. on it where right he was, he was sitting I up That's a great. for
5: those who are saying sv650 which is a very popular bike i'm gonna say Gladius. I oh. see your SV650. Yeah. yeah, I raise you. The Gladius raise. W- The Gladius That's was a it. version of the SV650. It wasn't so selling popularly. yeah. Don't, 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 don't it wait. was
9: smaller. You can get it cheaper, right? Really, just it was of the a name. smaller. Was,
3: and actually,
5: i got
9: to say... It's like yeah. yeah. pretty yep. Yeah. And
3: if you get rid of that... Awful melty headlight. They're actually not as ugly as you <laughs> the think. The headlight's not doing it any favours. I've seen we've got a customer at Monterey, he bought a Gladius deliberately because it was so cheap. Hmm. And he said, I know, there's a pretty bike under here. Yeah. And he pulled the cladding off the fairing. And just put a conventional headlight on it. Mm. I tell you why it's a good-looking little bike. Cool. It's but just that just melty say. headlight and that ridiculous cladding on and
5: the front. And that is that a that very flick- flickable mm. bike.
6: Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, and they they kind of sit forward when you when like the way they come. Yeah, but that's You can put those standard, bars on them that are but, very But yeah, you
3: can upright. you can you can kind of play around with there's, the bars. They got conventional bars. I was just going to
4: say though, there's a so um, there's a 750 Shadow RS model, which has a standard riding yeah, position. Yeah, that's a really nice bike too. So you can go back to that, like hydraulic valves. I think it's chain drive actually. That's actually a really
1: reliable yeah, bike, dude. Hydraulic valves, yeah, exactly. perfect. Yeah.
0: Yep. What the fuck with that. That would be shit.
1: the perfect, especially
0: in the bike.
5: winter in Washington. Yeah. Well, there. I think we've thrown out some good suggestions. So thank you for writing in on that. Thanks, Who guy. else has an email to read?
9: I think Jimbo's got one. Jim, here. what do you got? So I have like a really cool email. So this is from Elizabeth C. Hey, Elizabeth Elizabeth. C. And she is stranded in Fremont.
0: Oh, that's just (laughs) right over here. Fremont!
9: But you know what? You got all sorts of food choices over there.
0: I'll say that. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of good Indian Middle Eastern choices. (laughs) At least there There are motorcycle shops there too. That
1: are open on Sunday.
9: So, but uh, hey, misfits, uh, been wanting to email us for a while, so finally want to say, I love your show. Mm. Hey. Um, she did a quick Google search and found us and said, We're the only interesting ones. So here she yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: You can't cl- say cl- that shit, man. We'll inflate our egos. Don't no, do listen that. to Cleveland motto. Yeah, uh, Cleveland
9: are interesting. Yeah, well, okay. Very, very. So uh, anyway, she appreciates the fact that we truly represent the spirit of the community. And she says, I love Knock. I think that's how it's spelled. Ooh. She spelled it D I C K. Is that
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is the acceptable alternative.
9: Its spelling, sir. okay, good. I think Nock
1: is going heading out the door towards Fremont to go rescue.
9: He's gonna get some boiled shrimp and stuff. I don't know there. how to handle yeah. this, man. You're gonna go to Crab
3: King over there. I know. actually, Elizabeth C. Don't let the pictures fool you. Nock is actually quite
9: handsome.
0: This is not in, true in his own way. This is not true. I but got a space for radio, way, man. I see it.
9: When no- the jacket is on, Nock <laughs> is the most eligible bachelor in Santa Cruz. Don't, don't oh my no god! Yeah. Oh, yeah. That just
0: makes me look sad, dog. Don't say that. No, it not Yeah,
4: <laughs> you're <laughs> way above all the ho- shirtless homeless men running around. <laughs> oh,
0: nice. oh, no. Just just above the way the red. I wasn't going to say again. that. All I'm right, going to be like, Knock's the best yeah.
9: wingman ever. <laughs> anyway, um, so she needs a little bit of help. Okay. She's nervous about riding from Fremont to the garage. Okay. Ah,
5: there's a thing Aww. we call the hill which is yes. a mountain with yeah. a freeway over it that is much like a It's a baby mountain. Yeah. Man a mountain. A mountain. I'm going to go no, for this. everybody, one the first hey, time, I'll go co- and meet you yeah,
9: no, we can go over together. Hell. It's
5: very intimidating for the first time for anyone. Yeah. But yeah. she you know have to,
1: Harrison did it solo have to go today for his first time? Hey, hey. Oh, wow. Yeah.
9: So um, anyway, part of the reason she may be a little nervous is she rides an 02 Virago 250. Okay. Which is fine, right? That's okay.
5: Hey, wait, uh, didn't she say, on. like,
0: Emma was awesome in that email, too? No.
5: no. Oh, so,
9: never um, mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I but thought it said something This like changes everything.
5: I would be uncomfortable riding yeah. a Virago 250 over 70.
9: Mm. Why? <clears throat> Did you say you would or you would not? Visibility, would for one thing. I uncomfortable. Well, yeah.
1: there's not accelerate not enough power. out of the way of... Well, maybe Amazon it depends 250. on... Virago
0: yeah. yeah. so, 250?
6: Yeah, I've had to actually accelerate out of the way of like BMWs merging yeah. into me in, in, on seventeen. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's
10: well,
9: you'll here's what you do: is you go over on Saturday morning <laughs> at nine o'clock, and it's no big deal.
5: But yeah. I have an answer. So, so keep, keep reading the email. So take anyway, the hills.
9: Um, take and the she deal. does say. And Miss Emma is truly an inspiration. There
5: oh, oh, there, there you is. go. Nice. Thank you,
0: darling. That's the weenie right there. So
9: she's got the Virago <laughs> 250, and is kind of nervous. But anyway, I appreciate the the fact about the email. When she first got the bike, it wouldn't turn on. She thought she got scammed on mm. Craigslist. Mm. Um, but it turned out to be a dead battery. So right, she did there the battery, go. right? And then she did the brakes, fork oil, change grips, oil change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. Cool. So, that's, so how, that's how it starts, and right?
1: She needs to be here. And I'm going to yeah. tell
3: Elizabeth something right now about a Virago 250 so last week <laughs> um actually the week before because last week i was at Yukaki training <laughs> so the week before we sold the virago 250 at the sh- the shop brand new mm. would you like to take a guess how many parts from that virago 250 2018 model will fit elizabeth's all, all of, of them like, yeah if not 95 percent, every single one wow is it, it the is same completely bike? unchanged huh you that's,
5: said she did a good. bunch of work that's what good. did she do to it again fork seal did she did she change.
0: blow a seal <laughs> no no, I, no it's just ice cream <laughs> 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 it's, it's just ice cream <laughs> but,
1: uh, she got kicked out of the zoo man <laughs> that's why she's trying to come over I, the hill
3: <laughs> i tell you what virago 250s don't get a great deal of love but they are Actually, a great little bike, and they are way better than the old 250 Honda. They rather. have
1: more power, way better. And, and yeah, you they have more power than my little jizzer. I was
9: say, you could totally ride that bike over the hill. Oh, yeah, it, wait, yeah is, hey, you could, you
10: know, you I, I can, I ride a Vespa 250 over the hill, no problem.
6: Right, right. No your problem. Vespa 250 is but crazy, but I understand
3: that. over 17. So, how about? some alternative. Let's think so, well, for Let, let, let us finish. Let, well, let, yeah, yeah. let me
9: wrap up the email. So, but she does have a question here. Yes. So, um, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's not quite to her liking. Um, he needs some help figuring out why my bike feels jumpy when I stop. It okay. used to be more like a pogo stick, but putting heavier weight fork oils seemed to remedy the problem a bit. Mm-hmm. I'd like it a second opinion, but I'm too poor cheap to take it to a mechanic. Mm. Check Hope Jump to hear order. back soon. And... Uh, Oh, there's one more thing, but let's talk about that.
6: Are you pulling your clutch in as you stop?
1: I, I think check the the, <laughs> make front, it jumpy. the front rotor and brake pads.
4: Check yeah. wheel balance, too. Wait,
0: oh, it's and jumpy as in bouncy as she stops the bike? Mm-hmm. was that again? Yeah, That'd so like, oh yeah, let
9: me rotor. read it. So I need help figuring out why my bike feels jumpy when I stop. Okay. It used to be more like a pogo stick, but putting heavier weight fork wheels seemed okay. to remedy the problem a bit. I'm going to so, guess
5: that that is just the charm of these
3: forks. It it may be.
5: I mean, it's a, very, I mean it's
9: a very
3: it's a very very low tech exactly. fork. Exactly. Damper ride. Uh, and, it's, and it's
5: the reason it hasn't changed. It's meant to be low cost. Right. So I'm guessing that this is just how it. I ends. mean, it
3: might be. It, without actually riding it, be difficult to tell. The only the classic mistake I find that people make when they do the fork coil is generally they'll put too much in and what'll happen is the forks will hydraulic lock Uh about halfway through their travel so if if you pull on the front brake and kind of mash down on the forks and they don't move as far as they used to and they kind of stop you put too much fork oil in the hydraulic locking Mm -hmm. that's usually the mistake most people make um there's two figures for a fork oil there's the actual physical amount you put in, yeah. but the more accurate one is the depth from the top, the depth gauge, yep, 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 sure. yeah. and it's very specific way of measuring it. Should, um,
5: should we teach her how to throw a couple of spacers on top of the spring? You.
3: I don't think she needs more preload. No, I don't think so no. either. Um, you know, most of that Virago 250 the carries its weight at the back, but right down to the garage. Come on, you yeah, can do come it. To the you garage. know what? When, hey, when I was starting out um i had a kawasaki 250 a two-stroke triple and i rode that bike everywhere 100 mile trip no problem because that's all i had you know i'm oh. i'm
5: even wondering if maybe we um drop the triples down you know quarter of an inch half an inch on the tubes and balance the bike better for her maybe. why would she
0: she well that yeah. would, no no that no. just affects the geometry not fast it turns she doesn't no, i mean that. they. W- i don't I, think i mean look Maybe okay. She's got thicker oil, so it's going to be harsher, right? And if if, jumpy is what she's describing as as what we consider harshness in suspension talk. It's probably just, it's just. But a you set, know, Bex might right? be
3: onto something. I mean, it could be shuddering through a warped front rotor. Yeah. It this
0: might be.
1: This is true. Yeah, yeah. we don't know the, the That's what it's Yeah, it. It's just to like,
0: yeah, yeah, the word jumpy is kind of, I don't know. Right. It needs well, to be more I, I bit. So, finish. Oh, finish, yeah. so, finish. Yeah.
9: So, so, lastly, says, uh, my up-the-butt bike would be an Ironhead Sportster chop that she you customized herself. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. Yeah, so Do will have a word Talk to Mike. Talk
5: about jumpy.
9: Talk to Mike. Stop <laughs> the Harley bashing, guys, especially Liza.
5: <laughs> uh-uh. It doesn't say that.
9: No, definitely. Yeah. In parentheses. So yeah, John, what's your more. opinion
4: on the Harleys? And long exactly, story short, BMW like uh, R68. So I don't
9: know. Maybe we make a, a breakfast road trip and go <laughs> you, get her. You know what? So say, let's go get her me up, one morning. I'll ping me. I'll definitely. for that.
0: This is what's awesome about living in Fremont. You don't have to go through 17. You could go. Over Highway 9, over the hills. Old
5: San Jose Road. Old San Jose Road.
0: And um, yeah, the roads are a little windy, but it's not as hectic as it is on Highway 17. Did you say the roads are a little
1: windy? A little windy. sorry. (laughs) But they're not as hectic as 17. Um, If you have a posse, you're much more visible. And it's a lot more safe. Yeah. So hit us up.
6: Get yourself a hive as well. Are you yeah, suggesting
3: that we t- all take a road trip over there? No, and
9: all you know, mad maybe,
1: maybe we'll do like an Alice for breakfast, I mean, and then. Uh, Fre- Fremont. I'll Fremont. throw this I, out there, too.
6: Uh-huh. If she just wants to come down for the podcast, I'm in San Jose basically every Sunday, and I come back here I'm every Sunday. And
1: Isaac, and, what do you do for
6: work?
9: Sling weed every I,
6: day. I, I <laughs> 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 exactly not that. I teach Isaac it.
3: is <laughs> a uh, I'm, I'm she
1: guessing,
6: a I'm you though, of, if she's, she's uncomfortable, class, uncomfortable riding
5: she, over during um, the day, yeah. she'll be even more
1: uncomfortable during the night.
6: It's light out till like, 8. Uh, and after...
1: I, 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 Sunday morning so, at, like, 8 And we're terrible. We always... Interrupt
6: Isaac. So, uh, Isaac, what whatever. do you I interrupt do? I interrupted everyone else. What Isaac? What I teach? Isaac, what I teach the California. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right,
6: Emma. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Was seals. Emma.
0: You got Isaac. Isaac <laughs> is a like, MSF seals seals instructor. It's not right.
6: if I call myself an MSF instructor, I'll get in trouble. It's oh, technically total control. Total control. Now. control now. Yeah. Yes.
3: All right, Keith code. Emma. What email do you have there? I have an email here from Steve Graves.
1: Steve. Hey, Steve. Steve, Steve. Steve. Hi, Stephen. He's gravy.
3: Oh, God. Gravy. <laughs> Excuse
1: me. All right.
3: Howdy, guys. Howdy. Howdy. I've been listening for a few years. I've emailed a few times, and I'm a commuter rider. I ride every day, rain or shine. Good for you. Good there on you, you, mate. He's got a 79 GS850G, which is a mm. flipping marvellous mm, mm-hmm. bike. hmm 2001 Harley Sportster Also a good bike Oh, Sportster Sport It's a good bike Hmm don't ask why I was about that one. And a 2014 Triumph Bonneville SE.
5: It's a Bonneville. I love when somebody has a good collection, and you know, I get yeah, poked a, at for having for Harley bashing, but I think it's a Harley is a perfect bike to be part of a collection, so you can do well, everything.
3: No, well, no, hang on. I All, think it's great. Every single bike on this list are standards. GS850G, mm-hmm. standard. Harley Sports to Sports, standard. Triumph Bonneville,
2: standard.
3: Standard. Mm-hmm. Very good collection. Um... I have literally had gear save my life in an accident. So yeah. my question is Ooh. this. Yes. Oh, what man. kind of gear is good for hot weather? I mm. live in Vegas mm. where summers are Fly-ish. 115. Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh,
0: hang on. Man. Hold on. Hold your tits. Let me finish <laughs> the email. All three Again? of them.
3: Um, <laughs> summers are 115 and dry. Oh, I've tried, fuck. I've tried yeah. all kinds of mesh jackets, <laughs> mesh yeah. over overcoats with shorts underneath Water. and all types of moto boots. They all tend to leave me in a sweaty shitty mess. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> mind being stinky at home, but showing up like work at work like that, no bueno. Hmm. Thanks for the help. Thank you for the podcast. Gypsy Steve. Shorts and t-shirts, bro. Cool. Flip-flop, oh. Flip-flops and board so shorts. Right, hold, hold on.
5: I think a lot of people have I, their ideas of how to answer, but I think Johnny who has to wear... Full leathers, no matter the temperature, you're probably no techniques for staying cool. So isn't it less about wearing lighter clothing, but more about using Under Armour or things to cool, stay cool, yeah? Not really. The Under
7: Armour helps you get in and out of the leathers and it helps helps stop them from just kind of like seizing to your body. Mm. Uh, One thing I really like is when my crew chief dumps a bag of ice in my lap
2: Mm -hmm. when
6: I'm sitting in the (laughs) pit. I was going to make a joke Uh, about that (laughs) but apparently you actually do it. They have have the
5: undershirts that have the water one you know, bro- or you the know, neck
1: things those
7: the the cooling vests that yes. have the um, evaporative cooling vest yep. yeah like a
1: radiator it
7: really style. doesn't help that much right. oh, okay. they're okay. Not really a, expensive not, and they don't do that much you're well, talking about like an electric one
10: yeah yeah oh, they okay. have
7: like a, a water pump and they, right. they
0: ha- it's like an evaporative cooling thing mm-hmm. yeah Mm. Well, oh, wait, I mean, no, no. Those are two mm. different systems. There's an evaporative cooling vest where you soak in water, you put it on underneath your jacket, and like the,
1: the minimal airflow air mm-hmm. actually
0: does a capillary thing where it cools you. Right. Uh, what he's talking about is an actual piped coolant mm-hmm. type jacket. Active yeah. coolant like right. Active coolant. Yeah, uh, but
7: unit I mean, thing. that's part of motorcycling. If you're right. going to commute in the summertime, you're going to get right. hot. Yeah, yeah uh,
0: it's,
2: uh, it's,
1: I have to say that we just came out of the desert, and uh, putting a very wet... Uh, neck, like bandana. Yes, yeah. yeah, so wet bandana is bandana fantastic. Yeah. Great thing.
10: And, and yeah. they also sell like these sort of sort of like a bandana, but a tube. Mm-hmm. Yep, with it's got gel, the gel in the gel inside, and you soak them in water, and those will stay wet for hours.
0: And yeah, it's they it's do fantastic. Fantastic. And but, but
10: they're great. In terms said, of
4: gear, though, I would recommend it, like a natural manufacturer to look at. I would recommend looking at Motoport, based out in San Diego. Yeah, they make gear. That's the riding suit that's I was wearing. Had, when, right, yeah. yeah, that was where, what I was wearing when I got hit. On my bike a few months ago, and the suit's still perfectly fine, and I still use it every day.
6: How does it breathe? It breathes.
1: No, we were in well. the desert.
6: The, yeah, it
1: breathes. And really I well. was dehydrated, and he yeah. was fine.
10: Yeah. Well, I, uh, and, and what? also, yeah. on, on the, that same note with Motoport, because I have a Motoport jacket as yeah. well, and Motoport gloves. Um, one thing that I really like is they have a Motoport makes a stretch Kevlar glove yes. that is super, super breathable. Like when I put these on in the summer, huh. my hands actually feel cooler. When I have the gloves on, that's awesome. It's it, oh, when, it when I'm riding. It's 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 so nice. <laughs> is so it, it, you, what is this
6: material like? Kevlar. It, Stretch Kevlar. Kevlar. It's it's <laughs>
10: very. It's, fine it's like
1: Kevlar a woven threads. Kevlar.
10: Yeah, it's woven into a, like, with a stretch material. It's, yeah. it's almost like, like like Lycra kind of a
4: I, thing. I will warn you, you will pay a lot of money yes. for motoport gear, but in my opinion, it's worth it. Yes. The,
5: the last time I rode through Vegas a couple summers ago, and I took my vented jacket, which is a full jacket. It's just, you know, completely vented. And I mm. was boiling hot in that. Mm. Um, yeah. But one thing to consider is the dirt bike armor.
6: Oh yeah, yeah.
5: It, it, pretty it's pretty solid. It gives you shoulder, back, f- uh, chest, uh, elbow, elbow. Pads, and it's held it's on with mesh. Black though, but it's mesh, so it right. lets yeah. the most air get through. Yeah, if yeah. you
10: have a, if you combine that with a mesh jacket too.
9: Yeah.
5: That and, and the bandana Wet bandana is really The wet bandana say, really
9: helps And it, spray paint it white You know after after Remember Liza <laughs> with me and Seamus got stuck On that hillside <laughs> In Hollister right. that time yeah. I had fucking heat strokes Just right. about white. I took all my dirt bike shit And it was all black <laughs> yeah. I spray painted it all white yeah. Light colored Get an armored jacket And yeah. spray paint the shit white Makes and a huge You live in the desert homes You know yeah. what do you <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
10: Get a white jacket and, Get a white jacket and Actually, so, uh, I think yeah. Motoport Does make white
1: You uh can choose your colors
4: And I was going to yeah. say oh, like Ruby. motoport is one of the few places or one of the few companies that puts armor in the chest in the jacket yeah
1: yeah, yeah and it's it's made in the u.s. Mm-hmm. it's local it's california it's good quality um very good quality but uh, also i want to just mention the spray paint mm-hmm. there is material spray paint so don't just like you know yeah. don't <laughs>
0: spray like, paint your jacket just get a white your jacket <laughs> or or if you're not going to get white, uh, just
1: paint it still with the appropriate kind of paint. Yeah. So there's a lot of
5: options. Uh, I still think that there's, I know people talk about the wicking under armor that makes a big difference. No. And if the problem here is that you're getting to work and you're sweaty. Yeah. Having wicking, wicking under armor so may bad. help. You may get hot. Yeah. But
9: you know what this reminds me of is when those people emailed this like yeah I live like in fucking Wisconsin and I need some cold-weather riding tips. It's like, you're, yeah, asking, the you're asking the wrong well, <laughs> Like, for us, a hot day here is like, oh, my God, it's 87. And everybody fucking goes I would sideways. like to
5: recommend, though, there is a great product by Moto Bandito. Oh.
9: And it's a handlebar-
5: <laughs> mix, <more>. Wind-powered fan.
9: <laughs> <laughs> like the one you used to blow out. Oh, yeah, on.
1: it's a little personal fan. You put it on your handlebar. And you know what? It has an extension straw. So, yeah, exactly. like, when you're really bored on long road trips, you just blow into it and you get an extra. Right. Oh, it's, yeah it's amazing. I mean, as soon as you start riding it starts power. turning.
0: <laughs> just a heads up guy uh if you're riding around in 115 degree weather pay attention to your hydration. Yeah, yeah especially that's when you're wearing most like, important. especially when you're wearing uh gear that's very vented cuz it'll just I mean, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll you'll, you'll dry out. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I
10: would I would recommend if you're going to be riding around in that kind of weather for any period of time more than like 20, 30 minutes,
6: I would definitely carry a Camelback yeah. and, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yes. and fill it with ice. Yes, so I actually and it
1: actually getting, keeps you war- uh, cooler. Oh yeah.
6: oh yeah, we're getting towards summer. I have to stand in a parking lot for twelve hours a day. Mm. I got myself a Camelback. I fill it with ice yep. and like I end up drinking two and a half she liters fill it with vodka. That it, keeps that keeps me cool. Yeah, and being dehydrated is basically like being like, reasonably drunk. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know? No, yeah, oh, yeah totally. It's just, exactly. as, bad. That's, yeah, it's just you know, as bad. You know, you guys are bringing a
5: point. I don't drink very often, but I do remember one time in Boston, it was cold New Year's Eve, Boston. and uh, someone gave me... Um,
9: Jägermeister,
5: Jägermeister, and it made me feel warm. So I'm wondering how
0: did was I know that was the answer? Alcohol that that's makes weird. you
1: feel
6: cold <laughs> actually drops your body
0: temperature,
1: just
6: radiates. Yeah, all if you just dump some body. isopropyl down your back, that'll yeah, cool you off. Yeah, oh, yeah. it does. <laughs> but that's,
5: that's the evaporative. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll say no, really. I think the best thing is actually um damp uh, bandanas. Do mm-hmm. an amazing job.
10: Or what if what if you soak one of those evaporative vests in isopropyl alcohol?
1: No, it's too fast.
10: You'll die. Don't don't be there. You'll freeze to death. No, no, no. (laughs) Um,
1: But if if you literally just like stick your stuff in water, put it on you're going to feel so much better if you're commuting for 20-25 minutes.
4: No, just put some Freon on your re- on your uh, body before you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yourself my some freezer favorite. brain. It's
9: just, just, <laughs> bring it, just bring a tree clothes it's change on. with I live, I die, on. I live again. All <laughs> right.
5: I think we got enough suggestions. Thank you everyone for emailing in. Yeah. Thank you everyone for listening and again, thank you Eric for calling in. Yeah. motorcycle.com. Go check it out. It's a two hour jam um, tonight. I yeah. recommend really checking out that trailer just yeah. so you can see what's coming in. If if you, if you appreciate it and you want to help support him, every little bit helps. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. And, again, Daniel, thanks for hanging out and being a big help today. Yeah, cool.
9: awesome. Daniel, Daniel was awesome.
5: He was. You guys
0: are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you got to go back to Southern California tomorrow? Yeah, I'm kind of oh, bummed shit. out about it, but, you know. yeah, It's a cool ride, though. I mean, you go and just straight down five or what? Uh, gotta nah, get back to work. Uh, Hopefully, I'm gonna take the coast. Uh, is this still what the, the weather's gonna be like? Rad. Part
11: of the coast. Yeah, yeah. part of the coast. I see. Oh right, but then, the bridge But
5: Uh Ferguson Nacimiento Road across is fun, so you'll have oh. a blast. Take oh, yeah, you'll yeah, have fun I on that bike. go camping. Take oh, 198. to Colinga Lots of choices. Fucking awesome. There you go. Mm.
0: He knows what's up.
5: All right. Cool. I think it's time to wrap up. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. This is Liza.
6: This is Isaac. John. This Henry. Knock. Oh, oh,
4: geez. oh fuck
5: off. <laughs> <laughs> Henry, say it again. Knock.
4: Knock interrupts me. Thank you. <laughs> Megal.
3: Emma Darling. Daniel.
5: Aloha.
9: Naked Jim.
0: And we're out of here. Oh. Woo! Cool, cool. cool. cool.